in so right quincy jones man how you doing i'm doing great i'm right here home sweet home doctor's lab and office well that's a whole nother thing when the lab's on but what it do quincy jones welcome to my humble abode i definitely appreciate it. it's been a while and we're back here um what's going on with the rest of the world man ladies and gentlemen anyone uh, listening i want to say thank you for tuning in this is the quincy jones show i am one of your hosts quincy jones go yeah and uh i would be the other host and that would be uh, doc lesnar hip-hop hybrid extraordinaire we here man another week of wrestling uh i guess i mean what you got wrestling up up your sleeve over there with some headlines sir i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna lie Cause, not cause, a cause not I, a whole lot because I, I got i got i think i got a spoiler we got a lot to unpack this week. Oh man, uh-huh. is that is that a is that is that a is that, is that a, is that a, a groundbreaker right there? Is yeah, that... hey man, I only bring the breaking news. You know what I'm saying? Well, but, I uh... mean, obviously it's worth noting that you know this was uh, a go home uh, week for Hell in a Cell coming up this it, Sunday that, as well. So definitely got to get the predictions out. But the little twist is we're only going to do the predictions for the Hell in a Cell matches. Yeah, the matches we the actually actual matches. See. I mean, I don't I don't know any other of the. Uh, Announced matches other than uh, they just added Elias and Jeff Hardy. Yeah, I did hear about that. Um, but you know that was Monday. I don't. I mean, who knows? By the time uh, later tonight when this comes out, and there might be uh, some additions, uh, especially via with those. So. Yeah, especially with those new draft picks. So we'll see what they're gonna do, man. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, I guess let's just kick it off as usual, man. What's up with the the, the headlines? This I mean, again, you know, it's, it's uh, real. You know, it's it's nothing too it's scarce. Yeah, real real scarce is the is the best word for it. Only had two, one in the AEW side, one in the WWE side, and I guess one's a positive, one's mm-hmm. a negative. So I guess it kind of fits that way. But um, you know, we did talk about mostly off mic. I don't think that we mentioned it too much um, mm-hmm. on the show about the whole collective independent show that was ran not too yeah, long ago and the gcw event in uh in conjunction with i think ring of honor there were some other promotions there as well it was a big you know kind of like a big uh um, collective yeah, yeah there you go, there you go talent you know. and, and like a potluck of, of pro wrestlers there you go pretty much man and um but there was an unfortunate i don't i don't want to say side effect i don't want to mess with the wording here but there were some issues because there was fans who were there Fans that were bunched up, fans that were not wearing masks. Yeah, and that's what um, we mean. Is, I heard there was a lot of yeah, issues following uh, desired protocol for what these times call for. A- absolutely, know. and you know, I don't know who is who that liability falls on. Obviously, I would think me. You know, I, I'm still constantly booking. Uh, I don't say constantly, but we're still booking shows steadily as I'm working with you know Gold Coast as well. Mm-hmm. And you know, we take that seriously. You know, we do the protocols yeah. temperature checks masked up safety is key we we, mm-hmm. we wipe down the ring after every single match mm-hmm. um you know we we run like uh little commercials and stuff to buy us the time to do so yeah so yeah i would think in you know in the same frame of mind as a promoter as a booker 
you know there has to be some sort of liability that rests on your shoulders, especially in the world of social media. Mm-hmm. People are going to be filming everything. People are going to notice stuff. You oh, know yeah, what I mean? Liability, People are going to be quick to point stuff out. Yeah. Yeah, liability caught on cam is like the the trend this year you know especially with so it's many people being at caught home getting handed. caught up yeah, yeah you know what i mean so i yeah i get it I it's get uh it. but you know one of those things that you know one of the dangers out of that situation was there was also not to mention you know gc uh gcw guys mm-hmm. ring of honor guys yep there was a few i think if not i think it was john moxley and, and you know obviously joey janela yeah both being on the card for this thing um Moxley, who already had a scare with his wife having COVID, yep. I thought that was kind of like, yeah, if already. I was there and I showed up and I saw some stuff like that, I'd be like kind of taking somebody to the side and trying to figure out what what exactly is going yeah, on. You know I, I I mean? Yeah, I might I might just be like, hey, keep the money. Um, I'm keeping the trans. And yeah, I'm out. Absolutely, you keeping know what the mean? trans. I'm AEW yeah, world yeah. champion, Bucko. <laughs> <laughs> what do you who? who are you working with Sabatelli, you motherfucker? You know what? I'm glad you brought that yeah, up. Yeah, I'm glad I, I brought I, it up, I too. was fighting whether I wanted to give that scumbag any airtime, but I will say this. Very short and sweet. We are on the you know on the heels of an AEW headline. I was able to confirm something you had actually said. Um, I know you probably had some evidence to back it up, but you had a very good educated guess that the supposed spy – that was sent to AEW um, ended up being, yeah, Sabby or Sabatelli, um, which was a guy we talked about not too long ago. And, you know, he was paired with Riddick Moss for a, a, a short stint. I won't say short stint, but a stint in, t- uh, in the NXT tag division. But we never saw him and he got let go. And, you know, just to really bring this, you know, full circle, Jericho himself even called this person an NXT reject at the time. And it has been reported that, Oh, oh, what, is that a knock at the door, Papa? <laughs> oh, oh, hey, who is that? Come in from the from the the pouring rain and freezing snow. Tino uh, Sabatelli uh, came like right back home to the Godfather you, Hunter. Offer you a reward. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that for dude, your allegiance. Uh, yeah, but hey, let's not uh, let's not fill it. Tino's head and think make him think he's like Donnie Brasco over here, right? You want yeah, a yeah, deep look, cover boy. Long story short, Tino gets his job back out of all the guys that they let go. You yeah. know, I mean, granted, Tino is a really he has a good look to him, but yeah, I digress. Maybe even natural explosion from his NFL time, but. We don't care. I mean, shit. I mean, yeah. that, I feel like this what he did wouldn't have flat in the NFL locker room, but I digress. Nope, nope. But as far as this show with the collective, I bring that up because obviously we did see, you know, worth noting, Joey Janela was actually, you know, quarantined. He was off the show. He was he was supposed That's to be right, part of yeah. the first round against uh, Kenny Omega. Yeah, in that Eliminator tournament, yeah, which so, we have more on. And obviously that would have that ended up uh, forcing the replacement with Sonny Kiss is what we saw. But, um, yeah, man. Which some would argue that was the better way to go, the book, the way it went down. But, yeah, because if that um, was Janela. But uh, another reason why I bring it up is um, it seems that uh, in Florida, you know, the Orange County uh, Health Department, mm-hmm. um, and I may be misquoting uh, the, the actual name, um, but they're actually cracking down on a list of places that they feel are the most responsible in the area for spreading the virus i have heard this yes and um you know of those places there's schools uh, like the list here says uh jesus or J- J- uh, jesus school which is a, a judah church i'm guessing it's like a, a kind of like a sunday school type okay, of thing yeah, yeah. uh the amazon distribution center wwe full sales on here wwe performance center is on here 
WWE Amway Arena, which is weird because they don't own the Amway. Yeah. Um, but, but probably since they're operating it at yeah, this current time. I heard you know, they extended their, their lease on it. Too, yeah, they did. Uh, well, because what's crazy was about uh, – I heard it was a two about a two-month deal – and the word before the extension went out was that they were actually telling talent on the low, like, hey, uh, get ready to start traveling again mm-hmm. after October 31st. And I'm like, what? Like, traveling oh, where? Yeah. Where are you going? I don't want, I, don't, I can't even, man. You know what I mean? Like, you guys have an island like, 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 uh, Dana? Like, yeah, I yeah mean, for real. Should we cool? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. That would be kind of But fire, we don't want to see the, the, the flight logs on that one, eh? Anyways, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I just thought it was, it was kind of crazy that, you, you know, Three of their sites that they're operating out of right now is being investigated. They did put out a uh, mm. a uh, statement about basically saying, you know, well, our sites aren't open to the public. This is a closed set. So, mm. you know, et cetera, et cetera, which I get. Yeah. 100%. Um, to an extent. Yeah. Because, you gotta, again, you, you got to figure out what's being, what's information and what's saving face, obviously, but. You know. Well, it's going to be both. They're a publicly traded company, and they don't want to be. They, they've been in the spotlight for this already enough times this year. I yeah. mean, one's already enough. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that, that's all I really had as far as that. Uh, I guess you know we'll, we'll see how that turns out going forward. With uh, you know, I mean, obviously they already had, you know, them already having the okay to have what full capacity events in florida coming soon yeah something of that nature so i mean you would think that this investigation when it came before that that declaration or whatever you want to call it uh and that's yeah that's a good point maybe hmm, that is kind of fishy unless they're like hey we just getting to y'all you know you're not really a real sport like i don't know (laughs) but then you said they're on the list with amazon yeah i was gonna say i I mean not sport based and again the 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 specific nature of that list mm-hmm. you know it's uh you think they definitely would have had these places uh <laughs> investigated before that went out one would have thunk it but uh hey if there's one thing wwe does not do that's not think <laughs> you know they they just do that and, and uh, they have proven that too many times man but but you know as far as you know a lot of people um you know with the the whole collective show you know, we we also got John Moxley recently announced. Uh, I believe he's going against Chris uh, Dickinson uh, over at Bloodsport. Um, yeah, he he's uh, you know you know, and but there's been quite a few different mm-hmm. events. We've seen Joey Janela and the GCW stuff, yeah. and and also Moxley, you know, featured at different places as well. Brian Cage had a match with Leo Rush not too long ago. Hmm. A lot of people have been wondering though. They're like, well, how is that different than the New Japan stuff? Yeah, not being able to perform the, the you know the United States dates and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people were like kind of figuring it like, like, oh, do people have, you know, specific clauses in their contracts to be able to do this? Because, you know, obviously guys like Moxley and, and Janela, they, you know, that that's that's what yeah, what they were I doing mean, beforehand. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you got guys that have said, you know, post WWE release once, you know, their, uh, their non-compete or whatever it is, they could do that interview. They, a lot of them say they have interest in many promotions. So, you know, it. I would think, especially like, or think like a guy like Jericho, you know, um, he definitely is a multi-contract, multi-promotional guy. I mean, I don't know if he's all done with New Japan, but he was over there putting on some matches. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I mean, he obviously has some love over there. If you got uh, the ace over there dropping a mm-hmm. happy 30 uh, for him on the, uh, the, the, what, the celebration yeah, of Jericho? that's right, yeah. Celebration. But um, I thought it was worth noting because, again, you know, the, the talks about, where the lines drawn with 
how they see talent and being able to perform outside of promotions. Yeah, it's, it's always been up in the air, but this is an actual real definitive statement from Cody about it. So, um, you know, executive VP slash AEW star Cody VP. Rhodes. <laughs> Uh, you know, he was talking about, you know, the same match I was talking about, you know, I'm actually working, uh, you know, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. Mm-hmm. And this is on Busted Open Radio. And he said, uh, you can't put a saddle on a Mustang. Uh, people need this. Uh, they want to experience other worlds and no contract in AEW is a blanket contract. Everybody can go different places. The bridges are down. The doors are open. It makes for a, I know the classic saying in wrestling is, quote, Perception is reality, but in 2020, 2021, it kind of feels more like reality is reality because we can see so many more wrestlers just via social media and just these different platforms. So you can't just say you're the best anymore. You have to get out there. I love when John makes the move out there and does something like that. He always represents AEW really highly because he always represents himself really highly. So that was a cool thing, and I think you'll see that as long as AEW is around. Uh, I can never see the doors closing or the bridges going up. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, and even to add to, you know, I mean, everyone wants to know what's what with the bridge. You know, it's New Japan, and I, I did hear as an update, you know, they did recently change presidents, and it was said that one person, one one ex New Japan talent, which I think I know exactly who it is, had been very keen on not wanting to work with the last president or to do business with them again with harold whoever it was that, that yeah, harold was the, was the one that just he, he just recently stepped down yeah so now that that person has stepped down it kind of opens that door because it's some it's my understanding and this is from uh, uh wrestle talk news that tony wanted to bring he brought it to the table about working with new japan and only one person again that was a former new japan talent said they did not wish to pursue business with Harold. Further, damn. So to me, it sounds like it was Omega, just to be straight up. I mean, who else is at that table? You know what I mean? That has such a specific opinion like that, because the Bucks were on both. You know what I mean? Kenny was totally Japan forever, you know? so I mean, I know the three have, have since come out and talked about how, like, little they were actually getting paid and yeah. how some of the, the ways they were getting treated yeah. uh, behind the scenes, uh, which, you know, when you look, again, you look at everything that they've done in the Japan market, it was, they, I mean, they, they're not the reason why they're known, but they're definitely a, a huge part of the reason why they've been internationally crossed over into the the american market for sure yeah no more, question. more, more accessibility i definitely yeah because you know there, there had to be interest from these cable companies to even see that people are willing to watch this and yeah it's like, and be honest i mean they're more hungry than ever to cross over into the market especially with the year they've had with 2020 so yeah definitely. If, if harold's gone or whoever it was that was yeah. going to be a you know somewhat of a a, a guard you know, guardrail to separate that action. They're not there no more. So hopefully we can see something. So that's pretty interesting, though, uh, what, what Cody had to say. I think that's really encouraging for talent. Yeah, to me it was like the verbiage of the bridges are down, the doors are open. Yeah. And it's like we obviously seen that with, like, the NWA side. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, we've heard Impact and guys like Scott Demore publicly say they're they're open and willing to work yeah. with them. We haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's like more of a but, come to the table, boys. Like we'll, which we'll do I business. mean, yeah. in that case, I could definitely see EC three possibly making an appearance. I mean, because he he's doing stuff with ROH right now. Yeah, I did see that. It's kind of weird. It clashes a bit for me. Um, I mean, I did see his like back stuff, backstage stuff with Shane Taylor and 
it's like weird. It just seems like he found himself into a six man, you know, teaming with the Briscoes. But I don't know. It's and, and then I mean, not to go too off on a tangent. I know he called out Roos and uh, Dragon Lee, and they might be on their way out of. Yeah, I was uh, about to say. Uh, I heard that they haven't re-signed Roos yet. I was yeah. really. I was like, shit. Don't. I mean, I don't know if he'd want to go to AEW, but. I mean, wasn't he close to going to WWE at one point? He was, and uh, I, I believe it was Almas who told him no. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, look, shit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but on the flip end, I mean, it's not like they don't they they lack any Latin representation on AEW. Obviously, you have you no. Know, but with another show rumored to be, uh, the details I hear are going to be revealed very soon. Okay. Uh, there's going to be some sort of rollout soon as well. I mean, there's a that's why I hear they've been having they still been signing people. I mean, they did let go of the, some of the people they did, but you know they had the reasons. But the, if you notice, they've still have been pursuing. I mean, obviously they lost the Carter signing to WWE. Yeah, but, I was going to bring that up because we did bring up just last week how yeah, it was up in the air, but boom, it's confirmed. Yeah. yeah, and that's fine because to be honest with you, like he, I don't, I didn't hate on that, but I just didn't feel like he had room to work. Like on an AEW roster, it's already bulging right now. Yeah, so. yeah, it's it's. I mean, especially when they're they they still need to build up a lot of the names. Yeah, um, that they have signed. Yep, and it doesn't do him any favors waiting in, in line. Though he's young, you know, mm-hmm. he so he can take the. I mean, I would love to see him versus like Jungle Boy, but you know. Yeah, but he would have been. I think after that, he would have been gone straight to Log, Log Jam City. You I, know what I mean, I, with I a mean, lot of other names. I think he probably would have ended up, you know, becoming part of the the hybrid three. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> which would have been it, which would have been dope. That probably right? would have been the best spot for him to be honest with you. I mean, if but, not, uh, him and him and Kip could have, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That could have been cool too, but yeah, yeah. the hybrid. I mean, because he reminded me of like a young Jack Evans, a young Brian Kendrick, and and a, and a young Paul London. Honestly, you know? I was like, gonna say he seemed like Brian Kendrick and Paul London, like literally just j- just, just merged, just merged, like like did merged? the whole trunks, the go tank, what yeah, the fusion, the, the fusion. Yeah. That's what it seemed like they did for <laughs> real. You know what I mean? But now nah, we talk about uh, we are talking about all elite wrestling, man, and I know. Uh, we just gotta get on to these Wednesday night wars. How you feeling about it, man? Do we really? <laughs> we got an obligation and a responsibility to these fans. All right. Okay, you wanna give me my check? Okay. Oh, was that Mike's hot mic? Hot take. Let me. Uh, I love Quincy's hot takes, man. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. I mean, these hot takes that you speak of, they're, they're just regular takes. Regular takes. Okay. They're just too spicy for you. I I, hey, I, I assume. <laughs> I can't, Too I can't, spicy. I can't speak to your, uh, your heat temperament when it comes to. Uh, I, I understandable, I understandable. But uh, yeah, we had a, uh, you know, had a little trouble lighting the fuse, but it started getting going. Yeah, uh, but no, I'm just playing. We had AW Dynamite. Um, I guess like it's not necessarily the go home because they still have another week, but it felt like there was a lot of. Uh, chess pieces moved. Yeah, a lot of I would uh, say go home indications or vibes. Yeah, like for yeah. sure. Yeah, but but I think that's why I like this is that the fact that we still have what I believe two more weeks. Yeah. So like. I mean, because I hate when WWE does that where it'd be like it'll be something good, mm-hmm. but right at the hills and like three days later, and it's like, yeah. well, why couldn't we get this like and, and been able to sit with yeah, this? Yeah, just let it, yeah, let us simmer. Mm-hmm. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, we did get the, you know the announcement of uh, well, it's like the what the eight man AEW World Championship eight, uh, yeah, Eliminator Eliminator yeah, pretty much you know the tournament match. for mm-hmm. the the number one contendership mm-hmm. for uh, you know to face uh, 
Uh, I guess the winner of uh, Mox and Eddie Kingston, more on that later. Yeah. Uh, but we you know we had our uh, our contestants in our first uh, round matchups. Yeah. Um, so first one we had for the night it was uh, Wardlow and Jungle Boy. Yeah. Um, I mean, quick little notes here. Jungle Boy hit you know the little springboard. This is what I call it, the springboard inside out tornado DDT. That's probably better. I always call it the springboard one eighty tornado DDT. But oh, I feel like true. inside out is kind of a better dis- description. You know what I mean? It just. It, I mean, it's yeah. so he's got so much hang time. But he's just got to be careful. You know what it you is? Know? I don't know why. I think that I, I swear like the hair is gonna like just get snagged on like the ropes one day for some reason. Yeah, for real. Uh, but uh, there was also a dope counter where it was like an avalanche gorilla press slam into the Hurricane Rana. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, eventually, you know, Wardlow uh, hits the F10 from the outside into the ring. Love that spot. Uh, before uh, actually hitting the F10 once again, pinning Jungle Boy to win and move on, uh, be the first one to move on. Worth noting, uh, into the semifinals. Yeah. Uh, of the de- tournament, they said what he won nine of his last matches, but his only loss was to uh, Cody. Yeah, but you know what? The thing is that got me. Yeah, was uh, that was a notable one in uh, in that cage. But I feel like they kind of shot him in the foot at the same time because they're like, we just don't get to see him a lot on Dynamite, and it's just like, why would you say that? Like, yeah, like like why, why you're like, like, but he's been killing it on Dark. But he's been uh, killing it on Dark. But he's good enough for this for this uh, this cage match. Yeah, I'll, I'll but in case say- he loses, it's because he hasn't. This is his first time in the bright light. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Live TV, big city. Yeah, like, I, I, I was going to say, though, yeah, I like the matchup. Uh, it was cool to revisit that rivalry between Jungle Boy and Wardlow. They highlighted on commentary. But, yeah, yeah. I loved that my favorite spot to me was literally when he tried to go too much, you know, to the well once again with that, that uh, you know, 180 or inside out tornado, and he caught him on the shoulders and F10 his ass back into the ring. <sighs> that was very impressive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so. uh I, for one, I was like, "You think you're gonna do it on the outside?" I was like, "No, I gotta call it the outside in." <laughs> like, what is what is yeah. going on here? Man, like, hey, look how you tied that was, up, man. Uh, look at you. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, from here we actually got uh some footage uh that they aired that was off air from uh last week's dynamite. That's right. That, uh, you know, it was stemming from obviously, you know, we had uh you know the title defense Lance Archer. Uh, in a losing effort to John Moxley on the anniversary mm-hmm. show, Eddie Kingston was out there in commentary with and, the Lucha yeah, Bros. Yeah, we were talking about how awkward that that didn't end too, and now we kind of understand why. Yeah, because it ended off the you know it went off the air with him choking out Moxley, kind of emulating the way he didn't give up in mm-hmm. their t- you know championship match. But you know, yeah, they they aired some footage that went you know uh, that happened uh, after uh, the show was uh, off the air rather and. Pretty much you had uh, Eddie Kingston just cutting a promo on Mox, doing, you know, again, you know, calling him out, calling him a sellout for being at the the land of, uh, you know, the the entertainers. Entertainers. You know, and saying, you know, he did, he didn't, re- you know, he didn't reach back and, you know, he forgot about us and all this. And um, it pretty much culminated to him challenging him to an I quit match at, uh, at full gear. Yeah, and I, I will point this out. Um, it was Mox who demanded this. Because okay. you got to realize Kingston had already had his chance. He was in no way in any shape or form. In like line in for, line. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I guess Mox went to TK and said, I want Kingston at full gear and I want, I want to see it. this stipulation. You I know? don't believe it. Yeah, I hear you. I want to see it. <laughs> TK, you need to be in your business suits. I haven't seen Mox and BT in a while, Samuel. So, you know, I got, oh, he's a, he's a top guy now. So, uh, gosh. <laughs> is he? A, I mean, is he top guy John? Is that, is that, is that what they're. They're going with Dictator John, but you know from this we did get a uh, a promo from old Dictator John. Yeah, um, I didn't actually write any of the verbiage down, but I got a little bit. But it's up to you. I know. Yeah, yeah. Go. I, I figured you would 
um, because I know you love a good promo. I love a good promo. Well, here and we go. I, I do too. But it was like one of those things I was taking notes, uh, and I was like, <sighs> I told him, hey, that, this is why due diligence, my friend. Moxley uh, basically he kicks it off says no one was happy for Eddie when he got signed to AEW because no one really knows uh, Kingston's uh, where he comes from and uh, you know all the pain he's grinded through than he does. You know, being a close friend of his says he loved Eddie because he thought he'd never change, but now he doesn't recognize this bitter, miserable, whiny version of Kingston. Basically, uh, says he nor the world owes Eddie anything and uh, even refused to apologize for his success, for buying his mother a house, for spending thousands of, of nights on the road running his body ragged just to give his family a better life uh says he was proud to share the ring with eddie on uh, i believe it was september 23rd but was embarrassed by uh, the aftermath he said because you know kingston was basically complaining he never tapped whether it's verbally or physically but he adds it's only because he was quote too busy blowing snot bubbles and being unconscious uh, since Kingston didn't quit, uh, Mox basically vows to make him verbalize it uh, and challenge him to the I quit match. Says uh, he'll beat and torture Eddie until he gets his friend back or he'll end him. But either way, uh, when it doesn't go his way, he can only blame himself. You know, so I thought that was uh, well done. I like the alternate camera angles. You know, you got the side profile and it's, you know, with the dark and the panning back and forth between, you know, the, the the short history, you know, that they've made in the last couple of weeks, you know, interacting with each other. So, but, uh, yeah, man. And then, uh, you know, Eddie, of course, not to be outdone. Had yeah, his, I was going to say too. one of the things that I did like um, it was the intensity when he was talking about what he's not going to apologize for. Because that's mm-hmm. the thing. There's two different perspectives on the same situation. What he calls selling out is what he calls providing for his family, which I thought was important for him to point out. Yep. But then I also liked how he pointed out how he changed. He's this new version of Eddie Kingston he doesn't know. Yep. And to, you know, go back to what, you know, you're about to introduce, obviously, uh, Eddie Kingston promo. Mm -hmm. I loved how he touched on that. He he didn't shy away from the fact that he had changed and said, you're right, but this is what I had to do. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, in the sense he's like, you know, guys like me don't get two-time, you know, Mm -hmm. opportunities for this belt. Yeah, because like, I, I had it? to do what I had to do to get this tight. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And, and he kind of, he kind of, it was real. He kind of laid real. it like, he kind of set it up for that because in the footage they showed that played after they went off the air, one of the things that was notable besides mentioning his wife, so I thought it was like, oh, okay, yeah. uh, was that he said, you know, I've loved this business, even though it screwed me over and over and over, you know, like, oh, you got a wife. Like, I got, the, I got wrestling basically, you know? And so, when yeah he he basically says you know everything mox said in his promo is true and claims though that he kind of had no choice but become the bitter and angry and to become a snake and a liar uh, but it's all to get under mox's skin and says his ends justifies his means because he wasn't uh when he wasn't a snake like you know you kind of explain he got absolutely nothing from this business but now he's getting a heavyweight title shot and i quit match you know uh, basically he, he, uh, goes from there and says he'll never quit, uh, and he's never quit at anything in his life. And, uh, so he won't do it, you know, at full gear and, uh, warns Mox he'll have to go to a very, very deep place to make him quit. But then adds, I already live in that place, you know, with a nice little wink. I also like too, how he kicked his off by, uh, he took a little jab, you know, he first kind of, in, uh, wishes luck to his his guys. You know, the Butcher and the Blade got a match later on. Lucha Bros are facing each other. He's like, you know, because unlike you, I don't forget about my family members. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he still keeps jabbing, jabbing with that accusation, you know. so Which I did like because he did bring up the bunny. 
Yep. And then, you know, they kind of sewed that up. You know, because that was the thing that we kept saying that we were pretty sure that's what he was alluding to. Mm-hmm. And they finally, you know. Finally, yeah. Definitely. But uh, after the that promo, though, uh, well, actually a little bit before the promo, because we had, we had another match that was part of the Eliminator. Yeah. And um, it probably took me longer to write the notes uh, than to uh, watch the match. Yeah, I mean, honestly, um, we should probably we could probably roll down the next. I think uh, the most of those matches are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Card, yeah, yeah, everything pretty much. But uh, this one in particular, we had Sunny Kiss again. You know, we talked about uh, Sunny Kiss having to uh, replace yeah, uh, Joey Janela. Um, obviously, again, had to be pulled for the the whole collective yeah. show. Well, he they did mention he chose to do that as well. Uh, you know, as a precaution. So at least they would being say responsible. he did. They would say he did. Yeah, well, he's a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I got my claws. Yeah, but Sunny Kiss does step in. You know, uh, good for her. But uh, I. I Kenny comes out. Well, with this. well, this is the thing. Kenny's new entrance is longer than his match. I, I don't want to say it's his new entrance because I can't get used to this. No, but no, yes, I won't. I did say it in my head, this is some Undertaker shit. But yeah, please go ahead. It, I mean, I did <laughs> in not. In the worst way. Not, 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 not I had a, a whole lot of notes on it, but yeah, two women that came out of the heel tunnel with uh mm-hmm. with uh brooms. Yep. And they choreographed, were dancing. choreographed dancing with the brooms and sweeping, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, okay, I guess this is the, the cleaners here. And it's this long intro. Dude. And a, a different, you know, even video mm-hmm. for uh, for Kenny Omega as well. I, I, I have the intro if you need the And intro. He, he finally comes in out of the, the face tunnel, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Uh, after all that buildup. But I, I, I finally realized why there's such a long intro. is <laughs> so that, you know, the uh, the dapper yapper can get all uh, <laughs> all the facts down. Doc, oh, if, yeah. if, if you'd uh, <clears throat> entice us, please. Yes. Uh his introduction goes as follows, quote, the mega champion of AAA, PWI's top 500 wrestler in the world, uh, Wrestling Observer's Wrestler of the Year in 2018, uh, Sports Illustrated's Wrestler of the Year, respectively, of 2017. Uh, he was mentioned to have broken Meltzer's five-star scale seven times and has the highest-rated singles and tag team match of all time. He's so fluent in ja- Japanese that he sometimes translates from Michael Nakazawa, and he once performed in North Carolina. That, that was the one I got. I was like, yeah. oh, is that, like, such a feat? <laughs> I didn't. I was like, is that a shot at FTR? Because I, I don't know, like... Whatever you know, but it it was really like okay. I I get where this is going, but I don't know if it makes me cringe because it's working or if it makes me cringe because I don't want this to be, you know, uh, the finality uh, or, or the final uh, form of whatever AEW cleaner Kenny Omega is going to be. But um, well, if if it's uh, any indication like this uh, that that face he made after the match. <laughs> And yeah. trust me, that that is the new the new face. Uh, that's gonna be the default. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but so again, Sunny replaces Joey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Omega's new entrance is longer than his match. I'm just reading this. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, man. Handshake, mm-hmm. V trigger, one winged angel, pin. One, two, three. Stoic face. Omega wins. Moving on to the semifinals, and this is the thing. As I'm watching Kenny come out, I was thinking in my head, I was like. This, this, these these thoughts went probably faster, probably as fast as the match went. I was like, man, I wonder why Sonny's here. Oh, yeah, Joey's supposed to do it. I wonder why Sonny got the spot. Oh, I guess maybe Joey went to bat for Sonny. Unless, I don't know why, they couldn't have made it be like Scorpio or somebody. Yep. But I was like, you know what? 
Joey's like, you know what? I pro- uh, I, I still want Sonny to get a pretty good match out of Kenny. Yeah. And then I'm watching Kenny come out. I'm like, unless Kenny's going to squash Sonny. I'm like, but they wouldn't do that, right? Yeah. Like, I- they, they don't. I mean, he wouldn't even squash uh, Alan Angels. And then I was like, as soon as I saw yeah. the handshake, I'm like, He's going to squash Sonny. Damn, and then, boom, that, I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Like, I was like, this. That was like a mob hit. He said, as soon as he shook hands, he just knew. It was just. Get out of there. It, <laughs> no. Sonny, get out of there. Sonny. Oh, man. Huh? Oh, man. Yeah, because that was. Yeah, that, yeah it, that was, it was uh, like watching a car accident happen. Yeah, because my notes say destroyed. Sonny Kiss. And I like yeah. Sonny Kiss as a and, talent. But. And, uh, yeah, I felt bad because they played up. The biggest match in Sonny's career, and you didn't know, they? You know, and then it Man. was just like bam. But it's like I understand there had to be an example made to, to show people what's going on. Yeah, but and, and then he, he had kind of he kind of had that like patronizing sportsmanship after. You that, know? that was the thing that kind of you know because he also you know when he made the face after the win, mm-hmm. especially he saw the nonchalant pin too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he you know immediately tapped on his wrist like you know I don't get paid by the hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that I don't know. I got, I'm still trying to understand what this new Kenny is, but yeah, no, you're exact, exactly right, man. But uh, I mean, after that, we did get the the Eddie promo, uh, Eddie Kingston promo we were talking about earlier. But after that, we did get uh, another match from the Eliminator. It was brother versus brother. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, Penta versus Ray Phoenix. This was a really good match. I mean, I, I don't know why you would think otherwise, but uh, first of all, Kingston comes out on commentary. So that was interesting, but I did definitely uh, enjoy him. Yeah. On commentary, as he was like, calling out Jim. You know what? <laughs> Somebody, what did he say? He said he said he said he got hit in the back of the head with a baseball base, bat. baseball bat. Found the and guy. then found the guy and stabbed him in the face with a pen and said, "What's good, TNT?" Yeah, I was like, okay. I was like, I was like oh. you put him on dark. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> he could he could stab and you put kill him on, you put him on dark with 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 that other Brooklyn yeah. hooligan oh, from Red Hook, man. Oh uh, man, uh, but yeah, we had Kingston on commentary. Uh, you know, again, like I said, a pretty great match. Uh, plenty of back and forth counters that you could predict. Yep. Uh, Penta and Phoenix, Penta and Phoenix, uh, rather get into a, like a chop off. Yeah. Uh, before things start breaking down into a real competitive matchup. Uh, Phoenix with the diving tornado to the outside. Dude, Try- that was crazy. Yeah, it was. It's you like know what? Double we, bounce. You know. Almost. You know what's crazy is when I watched that. I was like, I remember playing WWE Attitude and right. and, and getting these, uh, you know, unlocking the 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 hidden moves off yep. the top, and, and and you're like, what the hell move is that? Yeah. Why would someone and, and do then, that? Yeah. And then you see, and then someone you you assign it to somebody and you hit it. You're like. Oh, I had never seen that shit before. And I <laughs> yeah. remember that was one of the moves. Yep. I was like, why would someone spin but still stand up like that? I was yeah. like, holy shit, that's like a triple axle son of a yeah. Yeah. triple Lindy. <laughs> I don't know. He, he be spinning too, man. Yeah, bro. Uh, but yeah, we had the the, the, the diving turn the other day outside. Then he tries for the rope walk kick. Uh, but Penta tripped them up on the ropes and then begins to target the leg. Yeah, I like uh, that. Eventually throws Phoenix out, you know, back outside and into the barricade, which I love how they uh, illustrated, you know, the things he was doing. You know, it's showing how important the opportunity was towards, you know, the the title shot that mm-hmm. the, he's going to throw his brother into the barricade and work mm-hmm. on his leg. And, you know, you know, there, there are some high stakes here. Yeah, I, yeah. You no, know, definitely. so. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, yeah, he actually uh, ends up hurting his hand on the ring post trying to chop Phoenix, uh, who is, uh, you know, up against the ring post. And mm-hmm. again, you know, shouts to uh, Excalibur on the whole rounded square yeah. Uh, you know, significance of that. Yeah, they he kept talking about like there's awkward angles yeah. because it's so square. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Uh, big time springboard sling blade for a near fall. Um, then we have Phoenix with this. Man, his luck, bro. I don't know why he, he needs to practice falling. Or I don't. I mean, and, and no disrespect, but Phoenix with this avalanche head scissors, yeah, which was great. But as soon as I saw him, I'm like, did this fool just land on his shoulders and his head? Yeah. Because he takes a, a bad landing, and you see the the ref constantly checking in on him, mm -hmm. uh, making sure. Was it Aubrey? That was Aubrey. Yeah. yeah, Aubrey was definitely checking in on him. Talking to Doctor um, Samson, and and you saw, uh, you know, Penta was even, you know, doing a little bit of a uh, what's the word? Uh, Buying time. Yeah, he, he yeah, yeah, definitely. Stalling. Pantomiming and all that. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, but they went on with the match, which I was kind of surprised. Uh Fe I guess, you know, this is his brother, so he trusts him, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, Phoenix actually countered a power bomb from Penta after this with a super kick and a near fall. Yeah. Um nasty ass super kick too. Uh Phoenix hit a, a avalanche Spanish fall, uh, fly for a near fall. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he tried for that uh you know and I had to say it like this cuz you know it's in the 2K game that the pop-up Dragon Rana. Yeah. But gets power bombed for another near fall uh, by Penta. That was nasty. Uh Penta then sacrifices his arm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Been a while since we've his seen it. His own brother. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, before calling for the end, and then Phoenix counters with like a well, it was like a, like a I, I mean, world Canadian destroyer. The, I guess the, the, it's kind of like the you know they used to call it the wraparound DDT or like the float mm. over DDT. So I, I put float over destroyer because like, he kind of like he did like that kind of like that six one nine that you do, but you land back. You, you know yeah. with, you know what I mean. So he like did a tilt the world to get back on his feet and then use that momentum that he did on his mm -hmm. feet to just roll into the front flip. Yeah, definitely. It was, it was insane. Either way, it was a destroyer. Yeah, for the win over Pentagon. Yep. Advancing Moving on in the tournament. to the semifinals. There was that weird uh, uh, flipping reverse DDT Penta did too. I was like, damn, yo, that's your brother, bro. That was like <laughs> almost right after too. Yeah, I, like, I think that was the first movie yeah, he hit right I after. Like, oh, I was that's like, your brother, man. I'm like, Come didn't on. he just fall? He was like, mm, that, for taking that bump. <laughs> He's like, I told you, it's real. Oh, man. Tell me it Puta. For real. <laughs> nah, but it, he moves on to semifinals. Mm -hmm. Interesting enough to face Kenny Omega. Yep. Uh, So, you know, and then later we have, uh, you know, Hangman versus Cole Cabana. Yeah, we do. And, you know, obviously the winner of this will be taking on Wardlow in the semis. So, either way, you know, it's a pretty, pretty good competition mm -hmm. uh, coming up on this match. Um, or at least the, how the, the tournament's shaping up. But, you know, I think we know where we're going with this because yep, we yep. pretty much booked it. Uh, pretty good back and forth before uh, between the two. First of all, we, we did get a short little promo. Didn't really want to mention it, but it was kind of funny that you had Colt with uh, Reynolds and Silver, and they were talking about being um, pretty much yeah, representing the uh, – Yeah, it's Dark pretty order. for sure. Uh, representing the Dark Order tonight and them just basically like almost like saying, dude, you're not Dark Order, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. Was, they made it pretty clear like because he kept saying my good friends from the Dark Order and it's like, we're not your friends, man. You know, and I love this spot because Silver knocked it out of the park. Yeah, it makes no, you go, man, why well, wonder why they don't do much of him. It's like, watch BTE, genius. But uh, <laughs> I was literally yeah. just going to say like um, just to kind of cap this off, because I know we didn't mention the orange – interview because it wasn't in Cody it wasn't nothing, just alluded to stuff that we were going to learn anyway but yeah they say the Dark Order intend to be there in full force for that match and oh, somehow true, yeah. because of saying that it makes the stipulation for the Tony rematch, Khan was scared yeah of Orange and uh, Cody for the TNT titles now Lumberjack match to I guess divert any outside influence or interference by the Dark Order. I mean, but, you know, or basically making the interference legal as long as they throw them back in after. Yeah, done. apparently. So yeah. whatever. Loophole. But uh, again, Cole Cabana, Hangman Page, pretty good back and forth, trading mm -hmm. strikes and counters before uh, Page hits a follow away slam. I love the way he did it because 
Yeah. Uh, he was actually in the cradle position himself and then just like literally like. Yeah, kind of cartwheeled over. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, and then hits a shooting star early in the match. Yeah, he does. Uh, later goes for that diving uh, moonsault or what they call the Arikari or I, I don't know. Arihara. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh, man, but Colt actually pushes him off the turnbuckle onto the apron front flip uh, bump. Yeah, part of the ring. I was uh, pretty taken back by this. Yeah, and, that, and and the attitude from Colt. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's very few times where it's, I can watch something and go whoa. And then you know and I mean? then actually right after that he go he follows up with a running splash onto the floor from the yep. apron. Mm-hmm. Um, then we uh, you know throws him back in the ring. Uh, did get, a, did get a pop-up powerbomb for a near fall from Hangman on the Colt. Yep. Uh, then later, Colt does go for the Chicago skyline, but Paige lands on the apron. Yeah, he barely slips uh, out. Yeah, I thought for sure. I was like, yo, I think either that was a botch or he said. Close gets, Psych. Yeah. Gotcha. Damn, ostrich for the boots. You thought. Yeah, ostrich. <laughs> uh, but he did uh, you know, land on the apron, tried for the buckshot lariat, misses. Colt counters with the Superman pin uh, for a near fall. Uh, Paige pump fakes and hits the uh, buckshot lariat uh, for the win. Moving on to face Wardlow in the semifinals. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting, by the way, that uh, after like Colt lost, like all of Dark Order actually came out and they were like checking on him, making sure he was cool. Um, but they didn't really do anything uh, towards like Hangman at all. They didn't like. Uh, I mean, they looked his way. But, you know, they weren't really, like, showing any aggression or, or looking to confront him or, you know, usually their their uh, their usual M.O. is to kind of either, like, you know, swarm the ring and beat down uh, whoever beat them or cross them or, you know, especially with Hangman already having, like, you know, that history they mentioned already, you know, during the match as far as, like, him setting the email that went overlooked. But, yeah, it was kind of strange that, uh, like I said, they, they, they um, you know, kind of went to, to Colt's side. Uh, didn't pay Hangman no attention, but you know I digress. Well, I did like, I mean, with Evil coming out with him. Yeah, yeah, I, he was I like there. The continuity from yeah. what we've seen. The hey, don't worry, man, we'll get you back on track. And, yeah, yeah. Hey, I used to be you, Slugger. You know, what I mean that kind of thing. Even though, like we said, there's that layer of you're not really Dark Order though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Evil must see something in him though. You know, so no, it, it's one of the. I, I actually like what they're doing with him, and he. I liked uh, what he was doing for him by ringside too. So yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, so that pretty much, um, you know, tightens up the, uh, the tournament, uh, eliminator, uh, picture, you, will, yeah. you know, we got hangman and Wardlow for next week as mm-hmm. well that as Kenny, uh, Kenny Omega versus Ray Phoenix for next week. That um, be awesome. and, uh, I, again, I think we may have booked this already, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, um, you know, it may be hangman and Omega in the, in the finals. Well, this is where I say it's either going to be them in the finals or one, is going, is going to mess it up for the other. I could like, see like I could oh, I could see, but at the same time, I don't really see that happening because like unless the the receipt's going to come at the title match, you know what I mean? Because if you screw someone at the semis, one would think you're going to come back in the finals. But if you think about who else is on the board, I'm sorry, but I, I mean, don't want to see could... Phoenix or I mean, I guess I could see Wardlow versus Mox. See, I was you know, thinking but... if Wardlow made it into the finals that MJF would be the one to mess it up for him. Ooh. That'd just, be, that's... just because, you know, he he's, he's Mr. I have you on my thumb. You don't want your family out in the streets, huh, yeah, bud? Yeah, and, and huh? obviously if he's in a War position dog. where War he dog. doesn't need the checks and he's the man cashing the checks yeah. while yeah. breaking the necks. Yeah, Get, getting the, the main event. And dangers purse, leverage. As they say, yeah, you know, um, or as JR loves to say. but Yeah, that, that endangers the leverage a little bit for sure. But speaking of uh, MJF, we did get uh, Ladina Debonair 
Yeah. Um, and look, this is all I got to say about this shit. <laughs> I, I, the reason why I feel like this works so well is because you had Jericho, who's a rock star, who mm-hmm. currently does music. Yeah. Then you have MGF, who has the longly uh, talked about, but rarely, you know, put on TV or any referred to on TV. He was young and saying, you know, he had I think it was uh, uh my little sunshine or one of those. Yeah, he, he when you I are my sunshine on the Rosie O'Donnell show. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, oh man, because when you're listening, I'm like, these guys are actually really singing this song together. Yeah, no, you know, it's <laughs> this is and actually he's, hilarious. He's got that sultry Sinatra New York accent like he yeah. knew exactly what pocket he's in yeah now look i don't know a lot about that era of music but i dared say like the rend i mean it was called i believe it was called my shadow and me yeah and i don't i don't know if that's a true song but definitely there was like some customized lyrics in there but that yeah. seemed I'm, I'm just gonna call it like simply and i'm gonna let you lay it out if you'd like but I really enjoyed that whole segment, but I said this okay. is going to get torn to shreds. But yeah. I was just like, "Yeah, wow!" Like, hundred percent. What? Like, do I? Did we just enter a different like arena with with wrestling? Is has AEW finally found something niche and specific? Not used all the time, but something that WWE really can't get into without being corny. You know. Well, the the thing with WWE is they can't do it because they're so into keeping up kayfabe on screen that yeah. they're like not just re, like just letting go of the fact that most of the fa- at least like what I'd say maybe sixty percent mm-hmm. because I'd have to give like forty percent to like the kids because their parents aren't are keeping kayfabe yeah which would be part of the same demo as that sixty percent but they're not part of the sixty percent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as far as like people knowing that there's a whole, I mean, you guys have shows on your network, you know, showing the things like this, you know what I mean? Yeah. Talking about people saying words like pushes and Undertaker not being happy with his matches and you know yeah. what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, I think that they're just in their own way with that. But, uh, a, this thing with, with, with the, the dinner debonair, all right. So mm-hmm. it opens up to them to, you know. At this one table, um, kudos to the the waitress because she didn't come off. Uh, Velma, yep. Velma. Yeah, she didn't come With off. With a V. She didn't come off forced at all. I, I appreciated Jericho for wanting to be nice to her. Yep. I don't know why that struck a chord with me. I really, I really, it, it connected. It felt, I think it, it made it feel more real. It really did. You couldn't yeah, have true. two, like, asses, you know. Yeah, that's And you can't true. out-ass MJF, I don't think. You well, know? see, a lot of people, and I was going to, I'm going to, actually, I'm going to wait. I'm going to bring that up after this scene and, okay. and get your opinion on it. Yeah. Um, because it's funny that you bring that up. Um, but yeah, they talk first of all. They're trying to order their meals, and you know they're having a contest about how raw each other's steaks are going to be. Yeah, twenty ounce baked potato, mm-hmm. raw, extra raw. I'm gonna have it blue. I believe it was rare. No, but at the very end, did he say like yeah. blue? Well, oh yeah, no. At the end, he said blue. But you yeah. were. It, I mean, I, I don't know if rare is raw, but yeah, it's basically. Well, yeah, at the, not at, the cooked, at the end, yeah, he yeah. said, "Chris, these are uh, these are pretty raw, huh? <laughs> yeah, double bloody <laughs> rare. I think is what blue um, meant." Right. Probably. Yeah. I, I forgot. But what was interesting, I was like, dude, so are we going to get down to the brass tax? Yeah. You know, which I think he does say, right. He's like, okay, we're going to cut the bull. Are we going to mm-hmm. get down to brass tax? And I, I mean, I wish there was a little bit more substance to this Yeah, cause he in was terms like, of, I mean, cause he mentions a town hall yeah. meeting with uh, the rest of inner circle discussing this. But my thing was, okay, I need something to be presented as to why there should be a town hall meeting to even discuss this decision outside of them already having this collective, no, we're kind of cool from the week before. You know what I mean? Um, 
I think it's it's de- definitely a great question to ask. But the only thing that counts is, is it out is why did Jericho and Orange Cassidy need a debate? They didn't need one. You know, I think it's just one of those yeah, things that, was, that uh... it's just Jericho's going to get the big segments and try to do things. And I mean, him saying it's a town hall meeting. I'm going to ask the common man, which I'm assuming is not going to be fans. It's probably going to be, you know, dark talent and other talent that's not being used that be are Ralphus. probably part of the you know what i mean it's gonna but be ralphus that would be hilarious or if you got uh you know was soul train jones back that'd be awesome oh, yeah, as let's, well let's get that guy that, you know but uh yeah no yeah because you're right he's pretty much like what are we doing like he he, he kind of just mentions a meeting and then kind of threatens to cancel it because like of, of his conduct because he thinks he's being yeah, rude to everybody he's being rude you know? to, yeah and then, but i mean eventually we get to this uh whole moment where apparently they're not at a restaurant they're eating in front of this curtain that pulls back into this large ballroom as they break into this what i call a show tune duet yeah and they're talking about how back they can dancers the whole night watch each other's backs like a shadow yep and uh, well, well, actually, it is worth noting because you brought up Orange Cassidy. He did talk about how the I ratings ruler sucked. Yeah, he's like, let's just cut the bullshit. That has much of a chance of getting over as Orange Cassidy, which yeah. is what ignited this whole magic feeling and yeah. and just this taking this dive into <laughs> yeah. this duo like, number. See, see, Chris, we're putting aside our differences, you know. And it's just like, man, is this starting to feel a little magical right now? What's going, what on? going and, on? And just like you said, like the 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 curtains just split. And, it, and, and it's just like, oh, we're treated to. The, and you have to remember, you have to remember, Jericho was on uh, on Dancing uh, with the Stars. Thank you. So mm-hmm. a little bit of a and, you know, you got to be quick on your feet. You know, that little footwork and wrestling, a little footwork and being a front man for a rock star. Yeah. Man. A rock band. You can't pregame with some bubbly on that. You know man. what I mean? Uh, but look, I don't know if this was one take, but these guys just killed it. They did. Um, I don't know what the point of it was outside of just being. The part, the entertaining part of sports entertainment, mm-hmm. which isn't always a bad thing. I think you know because as Baca says, mm-hmm. for me, you can't always get Bret Hart versus Owen Hart, okay. <laughs> which I'm like, you know what, you're right. Yeah, very, you're right. Very true. Yeah, absolutely right. I, I think to me, it um, it's very interesting. And, and why I say I think it's entered a new uh, arena in terms of presentation. I think it's one of those things where it might be very specific, just like the these uh cinematic uh matches you know depends who you got in there uh the right gimmick the right movements personality spots that'll actually make it worth watching i think it's the same thing i couldn't take my eyes off this and dare i say it was fun to watch you know but i think what i think this might be starting a like sort of like uh, i won't say grumpy old man but like you know the adventures of Jericho and MJF. I was MJF, gonna, I was gonna say know, it, like, it definitely had that appeal, like the odd couple. Yeah, you know, uh, pairing that you know that that's just uh, what's the word? Um, adorably entertaining together. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, the I mean one thing that I, I I will say is I'm not a fan at all of show tunes. Like as a kid, there's mm-hmm. certain classic songs from Disney movies. Of course, you know we used yeah. to bump. Lion King soundtrack all day. <laughs> if you do, you know what I mean? All yeah. that, everything. I like Be My Guest. Freaking like, uh, like Beauty and the Beast. Aladdin. No, yeah, I get you. Yeah, some, yeah. some of these, you know, the just classics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like there's times where like, like that's probably my least favorite part about like, I love uh, Family Guy, right? Mm-hmm. Been a 
freaking ages long fan. Yeah, fan yeah, no, I, I totally get where you're going with it. But sometimes they'll break out into that show tune thing, or like you and know, it just they, runs its course. Of, like, like it's like, yeah, it'll be okay, a little. I'll stomach this, and it's like, oh, it's man, like some, it's like, it's like if, if you rather say like, man, I, I kind of take the Conway Twitty over this right now, and I don't even Word. like that. You know? Word. Like, how long can you sing about a bag of weed in the park, Brian? I'm sorry. Yeah, and and, and you start thinking, did you guys just write this so you can kill some time? Because you thing don't want to do I, jokes. I know, I know, uh, Seth is is a huge like he loves to sing. He has the voice. He, yeah. This guy's a voice artist. You know he what I mean? But, and he likes tunes, to, yeah, yeah, you know. So I'm like, this is probably him getting. This is outlet. You know. Yeah. And, Whatever. And, and that's fine. But, so, but but after my point is after so long, I can't take it. You know what I mean? Because there's certain movies people ask me, well, I mean to see this movie, I'm like, because it's too much fucking singing. Yeah. They're like, for real? Like, I'm like, yeah, can't, do like yeah. can't do it. Can't do it. Or uh, yeah, I, I totally get you. You know what I mean? And then so like with this, for like the first two minutes, I was like, all right, what do they do? And then I'm like, I started listening to the lyrics. I'm like, okay, where are they going with this? And then I kind of stopped looking for a purpose and just got lost in it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that makes me a bad person. No, I'm saying <laughs> but, it, it just, you know, it just kind of crept up behind me and then said, Hey, you're part of this too. I'm like, Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. How, how did I get? And I'm, like, part, I'm, I'm back up dancing too. Yeah. And that, that's to me. That's why I thought like simply it was like fun. It was a fun moment. It wasn't a highlight. It's definitely, I, I guess it was a highlight of the show, but it was just so different. It stood out and both guys were stellar. They're stars, obviously. You know I mean? You got, the star of now and the star on the rise, like literally back to back. Is, it, it, is, it that, was, a, is that is that to be a Jewish joke? Star, yeah, like the David, the, the star of David. Is that, is that where you're going with this? Huh? No, I, I, I think I'm telling just Mark arbitrarily. Just I'm telling like, Mark about this one. Whoa, where that where that come from? <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> right back at you, <laughs> waving. The but uh, yeah, no, I I, I enjoyed this, um, but I. I I, they're gonna have to bounce back pretty good with this meeting, I, I think. So we'll see no, what yeah, happens the, next, and, week, uh, next week. And the the thing I was gonna ask you about is a lot of people think that this is a elaborate elaborate plan for MJF to sneak into the inner circle, steal the inner circle from Chris Jericho, and make Chris Jericho a much needed face at this time. Do you, I mean, to me, I, I feel like but yeah, I I, I don't because people were saying yeah, I mean obviously he needs to be faces. I mean it's it's obvious. I'm like. No, he doesn't necessarily need to be a face. I think people think that because, A, it's very easy to want to cheer Jericho as much as it is to give him heat because you know that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, But his true. song alone makes people want to sing along. So it's like he's really got that, you know, Nakamura thing that, that's you true. know, kind of going where everyone wants to sing the song even when it's over and, you know. Even or, with like or, Bray Wyatt with the whole, the whole world in the Exactly, yeah. or Bask in his glory. You yeah, know, true. For, Very so, true, yeah. So it I, starts to turn. Yeah, or even your boy uh, Enzo, you know what I mean, when they, when they yeah. do the Enzo Amore. But, like. I, yeah, I can see him being a face. I don't know if I need him to be a face. Um, it'll that's, just that's, be I think that's what I, where I'm coming from, too. Yeah. Because for me, I'd rather see, or I guess I'd much rather see it go this way as a part, opposed to what I can see it go as. Yeah. Is uh, I could see them, you know, being part of it, but then it splits off into, in, you know, he's the reason why it splits off into, like, two groups. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how he, how War Dog and, uh, and uh, Hager. Hager would coexist, but I could see it being... You know, War or Hager, MJF, and Chris Jericho with War Dog, and yeah. I could see Sammy actually leaving with Pride and Powerful, yeah, or Proud and Powerful. Um, or I could even see Sammy going Dolo and Proud and Powerful. Like, 
we're just stuck in the middle or, you know, or vice versa for sure. Yeah, the only reason I thought those three would go together because those are the, the three vocal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, Hager gets his vocal as as, as, yeah, got, true. as he wants to. So, <laughs> no, yeah, this segment, but, uh, I think it ended, yeah, like you said, them uh, being disgusted by how raw their stakes were and they sent them back and called her Thelma. Bunch of dicks. We gotta we gotta send these back, right? <laughs> Thelma. Thelma. Uh, but you know, we did get the uh, main event of the night uh, mm-hmm. from this, uh, which was also um, again, you know, that's why I said it felt like we had a lot of developing parts for this episode, which is you know, in contrast to what we were talking about earlier today, it seems like they try to put a lot into one episode as far as trying mm-hmm. to get move storylines yep. along. But this was more, you know, it, it's just good. It was organic. Yep. Because uh, we had the number one contender, contenders uh, match, fatal yeah. four way. For the uh, AEW Tag Team Championships, uh, we had uh, Silver and Reynolds representing Dark Order. We had Private Party. We had the Young Bucks, and we had Butcher and the Blade. Butcher and the Blade. Um, I mean, I'm not going to comment on all the action. You know, it, obviously, it was uh, traditional four to fiddle four away. They didn't do four guys in the ring at the same time like they've been doing the triple threat tag matches. Yeah. Um, so, you know, people had to tag out, and they had to choose who they can tag out. Yeah. Um, I thought it was worth noting that, you know, Young Bucks were in the match early, but then they got tagged out, which was a great strategy for the rest of the teams mm-hmm. because they know that they're the odds-on favorite and they're the team to beat. Um, as long as they can keep them out the match, you know, they have a better chance of trying to win without having to try to beat them, you know? Yeah. Um, I was going to say, important. too, one thing that happened, I don't know if it's because, I mean, maybe Matt was out there seconding uh, Private Party. I didn't see their entrance. But I know at some point during Picture in Picture, Sammy G, like the minute it went oh, yeah, Picture in yeah, Picture, true. he just ran out yeah, and, and just attacked, started brawling uh, with uh, Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy, I forgot. Yeah. Which which they did announce that they have a match, actually, yeah, the, the Elite Deletion. Gear. Yeah, and you know, I was going to say in that vignette, not to go too far, but the only thing I noticed was it's like a collage, like obsessive collage of like photos of Matt Hardy and like over some of his mouth and his eyes and some of the photos, it's it's like taped with the word delete. And then you see the word spray painted in red. Yeah. And so and at the end, he burns a photo to me. What looks like uh, Matt, uh, like kind of posing in front of uh, the Hardy compound. And then you see a paper that has uh, the date, of, I think, which is November 7th. Oh, yeah. To it. So I was like, OK, that was a cool way to set it up. But yeah, so that happened during that match. And I even like how FTR was like, what's, what's this got to do with it? To yeah, get him out of yeah. here. You know? yeah, they, yeah, they were kind of mad. And, you know, it is worth noting that FTR was on commentary for this match. Yeah. Um, which <laughs> they were just. Totally shading Excalibur from the jump. I don't yeah. know why. And they did show the footage. Oh, you probably mentioned because they're, they're friends with Young Bucks, right? Yeah, yeah very yeah, true. Probably, yeah. And they did show that footage you mentioned earlier with Eddie Kingston bringing back Ali uh, or the Bunny. Apparently, the night. Before oh yeah, the dark, true. Yeah, so. yeah. Because we did have the Bunny who was with the the Butcher and the Blade, mm-hmm. which is funny because you don't even remember that they came. They showed up together. It was three Vs. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, yeah, I digress. We did get into the you know the uh, you know the rest of this match. It did break down at some point, but I did love the fact that you did also have. Um, the Young Bucks kind of taking a page out of the FTR's uh, playbook yep. while, by pulling every possible uh, partner that Isaiah could tag out to uh, yep. off the apron, which was smart. Um, they did have uh, – dude, I haven't seen them do this in a while. It was the uh, – what a, a senton bomb and a drop kick with the, yeah, the it, indie it, taker? Yeah, what, yeah, it was combo? basically – yeah, um, he set up – I believe it was Mark Quinn tombstone style, Matt, uh, Matt did – and yeah, you're right, Nick. Uh, but they had the butcher laid out. Dude, so I thought he, he was doing the off. Meltzer with the 450. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But then I was like, or is he going to land like a, a leg drop because the oh, like way a, like a Harlem Hangover type yeah, of, yeah, or Arabian you know, Facebuster something, you know? Yeah. But yeah, he what he did was he jumped off 
uh, helped spike uh, the indie taker down with a drop kick, and then he basically delivered a senton on his way down. Stiff which, ass. And I've seen him do it, but uh, you know, yeah, I haven't seen him do it in a while. I agree with you. But yeah, they got a, a, a near fall on that one, and then uh, again, they you know they they pulled everybody off the apron for you know Isaiah uh, uh, Cassidy. Mm-hmm. They were gonna set him up for the uh, for the. Either the Meltzer or the yeah, Indie the Taker. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you had Mark Quinn who kind of, uh, you know, held Nick in place. But then, um, you know, Isaiah tried to get the roll-up, the rolling clutch pin yeah, um, and on, they, they, on a Matt who pretty much countered the pin and got squeaked out the win with the roll-up, yeah, uh, which I, I was kind of surprised about. I was going to say I liked it because they they pointed out how that was the same way that uh, almost a year ago in last year's tag tournament. That's how Private Party were able to eliminate them first round. Uh, oh, you're right. very same very, victory yeah, roll, You yeah. know what I mean? Like that same sequence except Matt was able to shift the weight. And I will say arguably Isaiah's – it's not that he kicked out, but at the end his shoulders weren't all the way pinned because mm. he kind of flipped out. But – yeah, the the Bucks do get the win, and uh, you know it wasn't pretty, but you know, like you said, they were taking no, a page to win, out of, out a of that smash mouth, uh, you know, getting the job done type of uh, maneuvers and, that uh, and FTR would it do. It is worth noting they did have their old school uh, uh, Buck dollar bill. Yeah, on, I did so. see that. Yeah, uh, but you know, after the match, you know, you had FTR come down to the ring, try to offer them, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, celebratory beers, but you know that they don't do alcohol. Yeah. Um, if you guys know the Young Bucks and being the elite. Yeah, they, and they smack those right out there. No, dude, no hesitation. Like, Nick was, I was like, damn, Nick, you, mm-hmm. like, you, you trying to get brolic on these fools. Word. Like, and then, so, but, you know, then, of course, that uh, ensues into a scuffle. But then uh, we get this uh, Tully dressed, uh, <laughs> Tully looking uh, ringside cameraman. I will say this. At first, I thought it was Brandon stood, Cutler at first. I, I, Damn, that would have been great. I I almost thought it was Spears because I saw the oh. chair first, but then I was like, oh, no, that would have been dope. There's no tattoo sleeve, you know what I mean? So I was like, and then so I was like, uh, well, I was like, that's Tully. Then I was like, ah, oh, he's kind of moving lumber, bro. And then he I saw his arms. I'm like, yo, hey, hey, Cuz got some arms though. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> but uh, we got Tully dressed up as the ringside cameraman, attached the Bucks with a chair mm-hmm. uh, before FTR actually uh, and Tully. Had a, hit a this kind of unique spot triple triple team spike pile driver exactly how I wrote it um, before pilmanizing Matt uh, Matt Buck or Matt Buck uh, uh, Jackson thank you Matt J- I'm thinking about every yeah. other name he's had besides yeah, yeah no they wrapped that left leg good and quick no nah, dude and, but and Matt Tully selling and- was awesome. Yeah, well, I yeah. thought he could have been more audible. I will say that the face was great, but I just thought he should have been more audible. Uh, but I love seeing the visual of Tully and uh, Dax working together to hold him down in place. Yeah. So when he brought down that stomp, uh, Cash did from the middle rope. So, yeah, that, that was some good old school. Uh, all right, yeah, we'll see you at the pay-per-view, boys. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I mean, to me, I was kind of mad because I was like, you guys left the commentary table said, it's time. It's time. It's time. It's being time, right? And then I'm like, so then you're gonna do it when they're not even 100. percent I'm like, you guys suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, I, I get it, but uh, and you you will never hear me say that about FTR, right? But I, yeah, because I want to see. I, I, you know, they they keep they're saying playing heels, so so there'll be no excuses, okay? You know what I mean? So and, and so it's like I don't want to, you know, yeah. It, it just opens up the the floor for Young Bucks to win just because of the fact that they got to overcome so much to win with. You know Matt's leg being you know I, I a don't bum s- wheel now. You know I, what I, mean? I don't know if I see it. I don't. See, you know I, I'm saying the opportunity is yeah, now yeah, opened oh, up, yeah, but as you. far as a potential uh, finish, yeah. But 
Is that what I want to happen? No. No. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. I uh, mean, but that was pretty much Dynamite. Yeah. I, I was just going to comment. I mean, main the, event, the, the main one event thing, spots, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I was just going to say, I liked how everyone got a chance to shine. Uh, some of the things I did like was at one point, uh, Silver is said to be all jacked up on Mountain Dew on commentary by Diet Ross. Mountain Dew. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. The, I forgot. Oh, no. I'm I get totally to forget his flurry, bro. Yeah. yeah because yeah. at one point, I thought two, two great scenes. Silver and Reynolds try to recruit uh, Butcher and Blade in the Dark Order with no luck. (laughs) No luck. Uh, And then Silver goes on a flurry. hits. uh, This is how I listed it. Rope grip Enziguri, cannonball senton, running Euro uppercut, bicycle kick, and a jumping double clothesline over the guardrail. Not a bad one. And then they hit their – I love this combo. The rolling elbow Enziguri stunner snap German suplex with a jackknife pin. Dude, like, they almost won. Yeah, they and, did, and, 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 and everyone looked good. Man. If you if you notice, there was a Johnny Hungy uh, chant. Oh, was there? yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. And I was like, oh man, oh, this is actually catching. <laughs> but yeah, and and you know, like I said, those guys getting to shine. I mean, which is it's very rare. I thought that was good. Private party. We did see silly string. They did. I don't they, know. They've if been tightening up it. a little bit. Yet. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know if they call that double splash the Hardy party, but I liked it. I, I did. I, this I is the did. second time I've seen them use it. I think they won on dark with it. Really? Before. Yeah, because yeah. it was my first time seeing them use it, and I was like, oh man, this is so totally like yeah. that. That was reminiscent. But you know what surprised me was on the silly string that FCR actually put it over yeah they did they, yeah they, and it's funny because what they said was exactly what uh, the quote we were we've been using lately working with with Arn talking mm. about the importance of knowing where your partner is at all times yeah you know? and then of course uh you know butcher and blade got your favorite finish in the biz uh, oh, the no. full death that's not, <laughs> but that's they got not. a chance to shine they, they, they had this other movie it, it, was, it was a backdrop in a uranagi combo yeah, yeah which is crazy because he does that move by himself. Yeah, uh, Butcher does. Yeah, but, I figured. But uh, no, yeah. I mean, to me, it was a great main event. I think uh, at the end of the day, it, they didn't do what they usually do. They didn't take the match with the most people and open the show. With I was it. just about to say and that they, they could have contro- easily made it four on four. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. and they made it more controlled. Yeah, they where did. there was tags, so that yeah, worked for them. And the only other thing really to mention was. Uh, Oh, what, what were you gonna I say? was going to say that speaking of tag, there was that one time where the, the, the commentary was like Nick looking for the tag and are trying to figure out trying to figure out uh, uh, how to tag out. Yeah, and then you see <laughs> freaking uh, either Dax or Cash like huh, we've been trying to teach that teach them that for years. Man, they, they <laughs> so like, many damn. shots. Oh, that tag doesn't count. His foot wasn't on yeah. the apron. Yeah, and, and then Jim Ross. I mean, well, there's no DQ guys. They're still they still got to be yeah, on the tag. Yeah, 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 it's like so no DQ means there's no there's no rules for tag team wrestling. It's just like damn. Yeah, that, no. That, that, it was those are two separate but things. But I was like, damn, you guys are kind of killing the cave. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it no, was awesome though. Yeah. Uh, the only things I just didn't want to mention is there were match announcements. And I mean, we already mentioned obviously Wardlow and Page next week. Omega and Wardlow and Page. Wardlow and Page. <laughs> uh, we got Tay Conti uh, taking over Abaddon the Monster. Of yeah, they course. said she's number one right now. Yeah, I mean, she's she's been racking them up on Dark. But See, it, that's it, what, you know, that sound. You know what I mean? Same that, thing. Like, 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 I. As as someone that that has a belt, I would want to know who is like and creeping she, on my 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 totem pole. And to be honest, she has Pugs. one win <laughs> over Hikarshita on really? Dynamite non non title. Yeah, she Shit. does. Yeah, so, is that when she debuted? Uh, on Dynamite, yes. I'm telling you, she so. needs to be in the dark. We told we said we need she needed to be in the dark order. Yeah, man. man. But she's. Uh, we also have the town hall meeting with Inner Circle, and then uh, of course we got uh, you know some of the stuff, the indications for uh, Full Gear. 
the Elite Deletion got announced. The Darby Allen's got the TNT title shot against whoever wins next week with but, Cody. Yeah, and, I was gonna uh, say we have Cody versus the. Oh yeah, that's OJ right. In the in the lumberjack match, yeah. uh, that's next week as well. And then, uh, uh, yeah, we already know Moxie, and then doing the I Quit, and you know FTR's taking on the Bucks at full gear, so that'll be uh, crazy. It's, it's, but, yeah, yeah, they they got a pretty stacked card. They do it's so far uh, yes, for, they for do. full gear. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, can't even hate on it. I mean, yeah, I mean you could. <laughs> I mean, well, would no, you, I, I wouldn't. Brother? I wouldn't personally, but yeah. But uh, you know what? Let's take a let's take a little break. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna get into um the black and gold, the uh, the other black and gold brand. Yeah, uh, NXT they along are- with a little bit of predictions for uh, Hayek. Is it high Hell in the Cell? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was like, what? It's an acronym. Damn yeah, it. there you go. Hey, all I know is you might bring the boom. But we are not your kind. But you'll you'll find that out after this break. Hey, what's going on, you guys? Quincy Jones going from the Quincy Jones Show, and you know what I'm about to tell you, man. You need to go to storylinetees.com, bro. Just dropped the brand new site this past Monday. I even went and copped something myself. Not to mention the pre-sales are officially live. I'm talking the Nation of Domination. We got the Prince Devitt shirt. We got the Boyhood Dream shirt. Not to mention the new re-up on the Loose Cannon shirt. I had to cop myself one, man. Had to get that XL. You know, we live in large out here during quarantine. What's good? Holla at me. Storyline Tees, man. Follow them right now. Storyline Tees underscore LLC. Follow them on social media, and don't forget, hit up the website, grab yourself some gear right now. Storyline Tees, there's a brand new era in the merch game. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show, home of the tag team champions of the IE, Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Hey, yo. We back, though. What's going on? We back. We back. And like we said right before the break, we must get into the uh, black and gold brand. I guess uh, I guess they were the black and gold before the other black and gold came in. Or? Yeah, I mean, I guess they're the, like the white and gold. Is it the gold standard? I don't. I uh, mean, hmm. I think we called them that. I yeah. think we may have said that before they in were, the you know, when they were unopposed. Yeah, yeah, definitely before the so, the days of the Wednesday night wars. We all remember the Monday yeah. now. Oh, the Mondays. But uh, now, yeah, man, we got NXT this week. Uh, very interesting. It seems like you know. The numbers, I won't say the dwindling, but you could tell who is uh, not affected by any COVID stuff. You know what I mean? In terms of, oh, like, yeah. there's I, a lot of multi-use of talent, well, it seems like, it's going on in the last couple of tapings. It's one tapings. of those things, too, because I was going to say, like, it, some of this stuff, well, what, you know, whereas we are getting good matchups, mm-hmm. it feels like what it took to get there. There is so forced. Yeah, a little you know what I mean. Bit. It's all this stuff that's not on camera. Yeah, and just mentioned. You know what I mean. Yeah. And even though we're like we could have opened up the show with this like a mm-hmm. two and NXT is usually better like at twenty second promo. Yeah, def- you know, this- and and maybe maybe it's because they had to rewrite the show for maybe I don't know. Yeah, but you know what? I'll say that that's a good thing to point out. Is like I feel like when you start kind of slacking on the small details, that's a bad sign. You know, what and, I mean? and, because- and these are you know yeah the things that still made it. 
so much as little as the detail is still made it so much more different yeah in terms of what the product feels like in, in comparison it, to we everything told else. them not to go past an hour but hey we could rant all day but we could also <laughs> just kick it off and we're yeah. quite a treat i think I mean, yeah 100 yeah Kashida uh he faced off against the velveteen dream and they also uh were gonna tangle with tommaso champa uh velveteen will walk out trying to play mind games with his camo pants and it doesn't last long because he gets his ass beat mid entrance again it seems to be the theme you know Kushida did it at takeover when he tried to stun on him with I the think, doc brown I, stuff and i it think didn't. everybody's just gonna like he's like dude i'm just gonna beat your ass in the ring yeah i may not wait until the bell but rings. Hey, hey we'll call it we'll call it <laughs> right? we'll call it but before the bell rings yeah definitely anything but, can go on man definitely but they do uh basically Kushida and chava they i don't know if they uh, Maybe they're challenging each other, but they take turns just striking Dream, and then they yeah, kind of turn it into what they call the uh, Kushida Champa show. Yeah, uh, yeah, they did. What's the name? Bar- uh, Barrett was a really good call for that one. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, one spot I thought was really cool. Uh, Kushida went for the handspring back elbow, but gets caught by both yes. Champa and Dream in like a back suplex position. But he flips over. Uh, this leads to Champa getting hit with a fastball punch, but then Kushida eats a Dream Valley driver from Dream who then in turn eats a running knee smash from Tommaso and everyone's down. I thought that was a – I mean, it's kind of early on, but it lets you know, okay, this action is going to be nonstop in this three-way dance. You know what I'm saying? Uh, at some point, I did see Kushida make Dream tap with a cross armbar on the floor and the ref's waving it off because despite oh, yeah. there being no DQ, it's like, it's hey. No, it's this... no false count anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Ciampa does break the hold either way. Uh, then Kushida, you know, he focuses on Ciampa's arm now and he hits yeah. that, that jumping inverted armbar, the no mercy armbar we've been talking about. One of the best counters in the game. Tell him, Mark. Do not throw a punch <laughs> at me. <laughs> it's going down. Uh, he follows up, hits oh. that uh, soccer kick yeah. to the uh, the elbow region of Ciampa's arm. Follows up with that uh, hip toss style cross arm bar uh, but Dream hits the purple Rainmaker out of nowhere with the cast to boot but uh, takes too long to uh, make the cover but it does break the hold I'll say that. Uh, Dream Valley driver to Ciampa. Kushida breaks the pin. Uh, this basically breaks down where uh, Kushida is um, get, gets uh, he's about to get set up for the fairy tale ending right? And then uh, Ciampa sees Dream on the apron. He goes, no, I'm going to get that bastard. So he rushes over to try to hook him for the Willow's Bell. Or is it Will- Willow's Bell? Yeah. yeah, Willow's Bell. He somehow escapes it. Then uh, he manages to try to get an O'Connor roll on Kushida. Problem is, at that point, Dream hops back on the apron, at which point Kushida kicks out, launching Ciampa face first into the Dream, hits his cast, and it also knocks the Dream off the apron. But uh, Kushida takes advantage of the collision, deadlift, German suplex, and get a gets a nice win under his belt, I would say. Yeah, there was actually another flurry that, that I, I love the word. Kishida hit like three back-to-back uh, running sentons to the outside. Oh, yeah. You know what? I, I did skip over that. That was very, very impressive. Cause, yeah, because when he went for the fourth one, that's when Tommaso got him in the Willow's Bell, which yeah. I would have went for the pin personally right after that because he Seriously, laid him out. I, with I it. thought that was crazy he did, um, yeah. But it's funny because I wrote – I was writing on my notes. I was like – Kashida unaware hits a sheer drop. Do I put sheer drop? Doc's probably gonna uh he's probably gonna say deadlift. <laughs> so, <laughs> so sure sure enough he did. But yeah, no, they had a hell of a match though. Uh yeah, hell of a def- match. Definitely, yeah. Good way to kick off the show. Definitely. Uh this takes is an undisputed era. They're backstage. Um Cole's there, I guess, via tablet or Zoom. Yeah, uh, iPad. Yeah, basically <laughs> he's not cleared it, but he touts that Roddy and Bobby will, you know, will once again be tag team champs. Kyle adds, you know, they first had doubters when they proclaimed the golden prophecy, you know, last year, but points out they've accomplished way more than that and then some. 
Uh, but uh, Roddy basically says, uh, Brazongo is a hell of a team, but the nomads for the Rod and Bob Express as the tag <laughs> titles are coming back, oh, and it's undisputed. Uh, I will say at this point, when Kyle, uh, or not Kyle, but it's, I couldn't tell if there was, it, it makes you think there's a power struggle. Well, it makes you think like, Kyle, you think you're just going to take my spot because I got some broke ribs? You know what I mean? Like, And it just makes you think, eh. is Cole behind this stuff? I don't know. So. Well, it's weird because what I wrote with first was like, is Adam Cole now blind? He, is he, is he Or is he being abused at home? Not making fun or light, but I'm just like, dude, sunglasses still on inside the house. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. They keep saying it's his ribs. I don't know what's going on. But I did uh, note that I love how even when they're not in the same room, and he's via iPad. They still have their timing on point. Oh, straight up. Yeah, dog. I was like, wow. They they really just hit the U the UE like like they, they don't even have to be in the same room. They don't. I was they, like, that was awesome. No, okay, cool. It. Straight up. Uh, one of the next things I wanted to point out, which I thought was this uh, probably important. a pre taped. God damn it! I just thought about it. <laughs> no, they probably they probably just don't pre-taped. spoil it. God damn it! And that's undisputed. Yeah. Uh, no, but we kind of got more of a uh, lay of the land of what the match stipulations uh, or potentially could be for this spin the wheel make a deal. Oh for yes, the upcoming we did. Halloween, uh, yes. Halloween Havoc, twelve hosted picks. by uh, Shotzi Blackheart. Yes, um, and. We could take turns uh, if you want to fire him off. I got blindfold match. Uh, let's, let's see. It's funny because, yeah, you mentioned Shotzi. I'm wondering what that Shotzi choice is going to yeah, be. Yeah, that, that's, that's, um, that's not that's to, Not to speed ahead, but you said, yeah, you said the blindfold. We had a casket match. Yeah, I got a chamber of horrors. Biker's chain match. Buried alive match. Devil's playground match, which I'm like, is that is that like a... Uh, three stages of hell or something I, yeah, or or wasn't that like the chambers nickname or the the yeah they the used to call it the cha- yeah yeah the hell in the cell oh, used to be the, I don't, yeah but next one i wasn't mad at boiler not room brawl bro when i saw that i was like can we please just like because but then i thought about it, i'm like well they're obviously not having 12 matches on the card so i can't yeah. really be happy about some of these choices knowing that they're not going to get yeah exactly chosen. yeah it's just for intrigue um you know shotzi's choice as yeah. we brought up before i'm wondering Maybe oh maybe it's she picks whichever she wants. Yeah, that sounds good. Or, okay. or maybe something that's not on the board. Who knows? Oh, that's that. It's a ball it's pin a, yeah. match. <laughs> Off menu. <laughs> uh, we got a uh, weapons wild match. Wasn't crazy about that name. Is that? I mean, it, that should be just like extreme rules without extreme rules, right? Yeah. Weapons I, I wild. Guess. Like I mean, well, it's like they Deuce is wild, it, Ace is wild, or like yeah. But when they showed it, they showed like the you Uno? know the, the old school steel cage that had the weapons attached to it oh, back when ECW so, got revamped. So I was thinking, I was like, JB might be might be having a hand in yeah, some of these. It, it's basically full metal mayhem. Uh, like. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say yeah. without the top. Yep. Uh, trick or street fight, which we knew oh, yeah. there had to be one. Crickets. Right? Uh, we got a TLS fight. I guess if you got one, I had to get one. Tables, ladders, and scares. And then uh, we had the last but not least, uh, old school here. Coal miners glove on a pole match. Yes. And you know what? I might as well just bring it up now. I mean, that was seemingly the favorite and hopeful uh, <laughs> choice of one Johnny Gargano. Yeah. Uh, not to speed it too far ahead, but we did see them, uh, quote unquote, training for this spin the wheel. I hate deal. wheels. Johnny Gargano hates wheels. I guess everyone knows that. And if they didn't, they know now. Yeah. Uh, I love how he spins, uh, tries to. <laughs> yeah, he has he a little a, practice spin, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. It's a, a, a buried alive match. But hey, the odds are only one in 12, so that's not too bad. No, and then, see, what I loved about that is like, I mean, it's only one in a million, right? And then and then she's like, well, it's actually one in 12. What? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I'm like, yeah, there's there's 12 choices, uh, Johnny. They, they, they are finding their timing for sure. Oh, uh, man, she yeah. gets this trick or street match, but she's like, oh, you know, I've had a street fight before. No big deal. Yeah, and, I have a great great record in street fights. Right? So then Johnny goes again, casket match, and he's like, people just want me dead. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> why, that's nice, but I'm going to be six feet deep in the dirt. <laughs> man. I'm, I'm going again. Casket match. Like, why does this Will want me to die? <laughs> Oh, and man. I love how he says, "I need to be in control." You know, he starts. Throwing, oh, dude, you know, that was funny because he was just being real. Like, oh yeah, just, yeah. I love how he throws a tantrum and he comes like he throws like a a kick Get at rid the of wheel. It. Yeah, yeah. He, before going, I to want bed. it gone. It's like and, and warm up my milk. Oh man, <laughs> just like a, don't forget my cookies. Oh, the, bring it to bed, please. Thank you. Thanks, oh man, thanks for being and, here. And uh, while we're on the subject, I guess we could bring up. You know, obviously we're looking to see what's going to happen with this Rhea Ripley, uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, yeah, because their match is, I think, going to be part of the spin the wheel as well. Right? I would assume so, and we did get a promo uh, to, to kind of like see what to expect. Uh, Rhea basically says she's sick and tired of all the daydreamers as it's her division now and the nightmare has just begun. Uh, says she has brutalized every single woman in NXT who thought they could take her out and uh, says Raquel may be bigger, but she's not scared of a fight because at Halloween Havoc, uh, Raquel's nightmare becomes a reality. Uh, later on, uh, I mean... Not again, not to jump too far, but this is how they like the cross thread. Is that is that how we? Well, that's the thing. I figured that there were certain things we had to bring up in order to, to help, uh, you know, thread through some of the stuff we mentioned Very the, the week before. You know what I mean? Very much so. Um, you know, like the Zia Lee stuff, and you know, yeah, in this case, it is connected a bit. Exactly, and and what we're talking about is last week, Zia Lee. I mean, we talked about how she was. Uh, was it Boa? That, well, Boa, yeah, that that, uh, that had approached her uh, following uh, one of her the three most devastating devastating letters <laughs> WWE. <laughs> yeah, seriously, and gave her uh, a letter ah in an envelope. There we go, and uh, scared the shit out of her because she went to Regal saying, "I need a match," and he said, "He'd consider it." She's like, "No, I'm thirsty. I needs this." She <laughs> said, "Come on, Regal, baby, come on, baby." And start rubbing you know her gums. I need it bad. But uh, he granted it to her, and it looks like Casey Cantazero is the one uh, who uh, obliges. They had a backstage seg- segment at some point. But basically, you know, uh, Zia or Zaya does put up a good fight, but Casey is able to, uh, you know, win with the Casadora pin, basically. Zaya does get upset after and shoves her and says, hey, I was supposed to win. And then, you know, Caden Carter comes in to try to save Casey, and then she gets shoved or kicked or whatever. And then out of the blue – Raquel Gonzalez shows up, big old clothesline to uh, Zylee's back. Uh, I think she beals, uh, uh, was it Casey? She takes out everybody. That's all you need to know. Hits that choke slam powerbomb or the single arm powerbomb. Pretty pretty nice on Caden, uh, on, on I would say. Picks up the stick and uh, basically says, you know, um, Rhea Ripley, this is what awaits you. I'm bigger, I'm badder. And next week at Halloween Havoc, I'm going to be La Diabla of your nightmare or the devil of her nightmares. So there you go. The, I guess that pours a little gas on, on, on the Barbie a little bit, I mean, but I'm, I, I want to know what the stip's going to be. Yeah. For I mean, sure. we don't necessarily need more. I mean, this has been obviously like, I feel like this is, it's crazy that they haven't had a one-on-one. Yeah. Yet, this with point. the amount of time that they've been on, on NXT regular TV together. You yep, know what I mean? Yep. So, I mean, the only thing I was disappointed in with this was that Rhea Ripley didn't end her, uh, her promo with a uh, spin the wheel, bitch. <laughs> You know I mean? Yo, yo, yeah. Make sure. a deal. <laughs> oh, man. Um, we did get uh, Ember Moon featured in her very first singles match. Uh, yeah. Of, uh, you know, I guess back, you know. Um, I guess uh, Jesse Kamea. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, real short match. I mean, 
I, I didn't really write down in most of the spots. Uh, I know you probably may have a few that you yeah, that you I mean, uh, she, were into. But I've, I've seen her hit that basement spinning heel kick before, which is I've seen her do it to someone in the corner Bronco Buster style. So oh, it was cool to okay. see it uh, with someone sitting up. So that was pretty cool. And um, I wasn't mad at that springboard elbow drop she did. But, yeah, yeah I mean, ultimately Amber did uh, show out. She hit that diving code breaker, which is from her, uh, you know, her wheelhouse. But yeah. unveiled a new submission finisher. I can only really – I mean, it reminded me of the PTO. Well, but, like, like the way – because I put the – the way I, I called it the figure four STF. I guess that that's fair. O- I, only because I remember uh, TJP used to do the, the figure four sharpshooter yeah. the same way as far as the yeah. position of the legs. Yeah, the way – yeah, she had to use that to, like, set, to spin her over or something. But it's yeah. – to, the way I wrote it was like a cross leg camel clutch, but it, it's oh, all true, it's basically true. kind of the the STF camel clutch kind of yeah, kind of yeah, deal, yeah, you know. So because I almost wanted to call it a death lock style, but she didn't have her her yeah, leg she, it wasn't all the way cinched through. in, but it yeah. Could, yeah, it definitely had uh, it had the symptoms mm-hmm. of a death lock. Um, yeah. but I will say uh, this: uh, I do. In, I'm getting used to her new music. Yeah, it's um, pretty good especially music. with the with the track record they've been having with replacing these old CFO ones with these new ones, mm-hmm. like you know. I'm not mad at the Alistair Black one. I think it's the same band, so I just got to get used to and you know, I noticed, him and the new character, you know? Yeah, so. and I noticed Billy Kay's new music uh, a few weeks back when she had her blow-off with Peyton. Uh, definitely new music. You know, mm. good, mm. but not what she came out to before. But, yeah, uh, yeah no, I was just going to mention uh, post-match, Dakota did blindside uh, Ember from behind. She kind of swept her foot from ringside. Then really innovative, swung her around to like a rope, uh, like like she was draped over the apron and hit a bicycle kick, uh, and then just basically trash talks as if you think you can just use me to put yourself back in the spotlight, think again. So obviously there's a, a door open there, and I think you mentioned off mic. It's interesting to see Dakota not needing Raquel to like send messages anymore, but I don't know. She goes back and forth when she has a friend and doesn't need a friend and all that stuff in between, you know what I mean? So... Uh, the next thing I was going to bring up is uh, we brought up Undisputed Era earlier, but, um, you know, this post-main event, uh, this tag title match against Brazongo, and they're kind of getting some bad luck. Bobby Fish is uh, found backstage, uh, and uh, Roddy Strong, too, uh, not to jump ahead too far, but they both are found at uh, different points in the show, blindsided backstage and left laid out. Uh, Fish basically is uh, looks like he injured his right leg, and, uh, Roddy and Kyle are trying to help him up. He says he didn't see, you know, who it was, and he was attacked from behind. He cannot put, uh, you know, weight on his leg. Um, later on, McKenzie uh, noted on commentary that Fish was on his way to a quote-unquote nearby medical facility to get an MRI, and uh, you know it would rule him out from the main event, which would, uh, you know, make Kyle have to step in, which is good because I guess uh, breaking news was they, which was a weird way to. To shoehorn it in, GM Regal apparently announced that uh, Kyle was cleared for action earlier yeah, that day. Yeah, well, I think they said, like, it pending him being cleared. Yeah, because cause even commentators were, like, trying to act like, well, if Kyle's, I mean, is he even 100%? You know, they were still trying to be mm-hmm. trivial about it. And then later in that same match, uh, or, or the Austin 3 match, I think they actually confirmed that he was actually cleared and was, you know, ready to go but then you know like you said this is before roddy actually ended up falling victim to the same fate mm-hmm. uh which you know again more on that later you know because we're trying to figure out if he's even going to be able to compete in the championship match mm-hmm. um but we did get that that uh one-on-one oh i was gonna also cover roddy because roddy basically he gets laid out backstage and he's like not even responsive it's crazy um ultimately what happens is Regal shows up with the champs, and Brit and Brawlers are the one-two punches you like them to be called, and they are actually referred to that at one point on commentary. 
Um, basically, he's like, what do you want to do? Kyle says, I'm going to the hospital, um, you know, and offers to give the match to Brit and Brawlers. They even say, why don't you just use one of us? But he's like, no, nah, I'm out. And he just bounces. So it, it turns into Brit and Brawlers or one-two punch uh, challenging for the tag titles with Brazango later on in the night. But, uh, yeah, what you were talking about. Uh, it, we had uh, Austin Theory oh, yeah, that, uh, taking on Bronson Reed. Um Twice. Yeah, and, and, and uh, <laughs> this was part of the reason why I was bringing up the music with Ember Moon because obviously Bronson Reed had the new music as well, but I actually yeah, like it. I, I do too. It matches it, this colossal def- persona. And that was the thing too was that I don't know how long they've been referring to him as the colossal Bronson Reed, Maybe but I thought month. that was really okay because yeah, I, 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 I feel like the, I haven't seen him since their last match together against each yeah, other. I would say on the heels of right after the ladder match, I, I saw a shirt that you know was oh, okay. like black and red. And that's why I was like, I think it that's going to be like, his new motif is the red with the black and all it, that. It sounded like just... Uh, Josiah may have been rapping on the on the the track too. Oh, that would be Possibly. dope. Yeah, okay. It sounded a little bit, but um, yeah, uh, you know, during the match we did get the update from Mackenzie that uh, Fish, like you said, was at the MRI again, the MRI at the facility. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, Kyle is clear during this match as well. I mean, this, you know, it was the usual power spots from Reed with the running senton, yeah, snap much. power slam. Mm-hmm. Um, Reed goes for the top rope. Theory tries to cut him off, but gets pushed back down as a result. And Reed hits the tsunami splash for the win. Big uh, boy splash. Uh, Post match, Theory cuts a promo on Reed. Uh, total like Dolph Ziggler and Goldberg. Yep. You know, basically saying I'm not leaving until I beat you. And yeah, he throws a tantrum, uh, basically. Reed pretty much hits a pop up and drop for Love the win it. again against. Uh, yeah, it was lovely. So I was. Two wins uh, in the win column for uh, Bronson Reed. Yeah, in um, one night. And, you know, obviously this leads to a promo later in the night with, uh, you know, Austin Theory seeming yeah. like he's quitting. He was on his way out to the parking lot. He had the but, luggage and everything. Yeah, he, I mean, at first he says he's done, but right as he gets to the door, he says, I quit. And just I, and I don't know where this is going. I don't know if he's – because that match was a lot shorter than the showcases he's been having, losing yeah. streak or not, you know, yeah. so – um, who knows? I mean, I kind of like Austin Theory having a losing streak as a uh, storyline of sorts because it's a slow burn. But who knows where we're going to go from here? So, I mean, but it was kind of a standout uh, happening on this show this week for sure. So uh, other than that, man, I mean, I know we did have that dope six man tag. Um, I don't want to go into too many spots. I think what's really important to, uh, to really highlight is at one point, um, you know, Santos, you know, he's a hell of a champ. He hits that crazy, just on point, torpedo style suicide dive onto, oh, yeah. uh, I believe it was Swerve, you know, right onto the uh, commentary table and then starts uh, kind of celebrating a little too soon because then Atlas, Jake Atlas, that is, comes out of nowhere. Superstar Jake Atlas. That's right. Check out that commentary. <laughs> and uh, he hits that uh, cartwheel DDT and starts mouthing off like, I'm going to be the new champ. So I thought that was definitely something worth noting. He looked like he could be the next person to want to step up and challenge. It. I mean, because Ashanti is definitely not ready yet. But uh, LDF would win that match with that Russian leg sweep running into Guri combo for the win. Um, you know, and definitely, in you know, because there was a crazy spot, yeah. you know, where – Atlas turns a, I guess, what would you call it? Was, it yeah, a, uh, it was supposed to be a, a running senton over the rope from yeah. Joaquin, but and then Atlas was supposed to, like, they, they did the best they could. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and he, he catches him midair into a, a Spanish, Spanish fly. fly. Yeah. But then there was also that, that, that uh, you know, you had Adonis feigning a diving attack, like, gotcha. Mm-hmm. But then you had Atlas who was, like, assisting Swerve in a diving attack. Like, it was like a... Uh, a twisting moonsault to the outside, but dude, he, yeah. no one caught him, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm, 
Yeah, that little corkscrew planche. Like, like, like the guys he, were in he, the right place, but not but, in the right position. Yeah, they all thought the other one was going to like yeah. throw, like throw their body in them or something. Um, I, I wasn't too sure what the, was up with that. The other thing that I liked that would impress me was Mendoza had that line salt from the bottom rope. I thought that was dope. yeah. You know, that's the thing. He's been uh, I, I've seen that on his reel for a little bit, and they yeah, it reminds me of the that, Three Amigos kind of thing. You know definitely. what I mean? Yeah. And, and I also like that um, they do that. It's kind of like a double hip toss but it's like a double oh, hip yeah. toss arabian press yeah like, yeah, like yeah. kind of style it's like triple you know you don't see a lot of triple team moves so i gotta give them the props on that i mean yeah, um, it was it was an entertaining match to be honest yeah, yeah definitely i mean uh other things we did see cameron grimes really realizing the extent of uh i guess his match stipulation um and even though he's very nervous, he lets you know that he's still going to plans to go straight to the moon after, he, I guess, he goes straight through Loomis at uh, Halloween Havoc. Uh, we do have Io Shirai with a promo. I love this. Uh, she's not scared of this wheel at all, my dude. <laughs> uh, it's Basically, it shows her listing every possible, everything we said earlier. So if it said, you know, boiler room match, I beat Candice. Casket match, I beat Candice. Like, all of them going through, you know. And then she just says at Halloween Havoc, I beat Candace. Like it doesn't matter. Every every equation ends with the same answer. EO over with the with the title. You know what I'm saying? So I thought that was dope. Uh we did get that just that can live. Um I don't think you got a chance to catch this Quincy. No, no, I didn't. But I, I when you get a chance, I would like you to let me know what you thought about it. Um I'll just breeze through it. Uh, it's a live lesson, and it's about success. Uh, he says, to understand your craft and to be a competent wrestler, it does not mean that it, you will lead to success. You need to have aggression and be able to show no mercy. He has a student out there named Andrew. Uh, it looks like one of the guys that's been in his uh, vignettes this whole time, right? Okay. So he gets the uh, you know the front face lock, starts getting the cutting arm on the cheek. You know, Then he, trans- he shows that off, does a double wrist lock. Uh, then he lets go, and then he kind of just slaps his arm like, oh, you know, no big deal, because he really cranked back, you know. Uh, at this point, that Thatcher kind of offers his wrist to Andrew to to, to uh, because he's like – he tries to take <laughs> his leg is what happened. And oh, he shit. basically twice showed him he couldn't do it. So he's like, well, why don't you just try to take my wrist since you can't take my leg? So he's holding his wrist and fakes him out and, and does sweep the leg, much to his <sighs> surprise. And then he gets a front net lock on him out of nowhere. They start kind of, you know, like scuffling into the corner. Um, and Thatcher's able to get out. And then he goes, you know what? Bring a ref in here. It's like, you know, and then he just cheap shots the dude with a hard-ass forearm. Uh, basically, he locks in a single leg crab, refuses to let go right away, but gets this exhibition, you know, uh, impromptu exhibition win. Uh, but it reminded me a lot of, like it kind of felt like a worked shoot version of the angle pewter situation. Oh, okay. A li- a little I, was, bit. I was about to say because it sounds a little bit like that. Mm-hmm. And and even how he kind of wouldn't let go, you know, with a single crab because like Barrett even mentions on commentary like how the cutting arm was like really deep into the Achilles tendon, and you see him like really sell it after the war, you know. So okay. Uh, besides that, we do get Damian Priest with a cool promo. He's getting a tattoo, you know, and he just basically says like you know. Um, the difference between him and Johnny is that once he's handled business, win or lose, he knows how to move on. Or while Gargano is stuck wondering what happened to the great Johnny wrestling he once was, uh, he says that he still is that same guy. But what's changed is that now Priest is on the scene. Uh, he just says, you know, their uh, their match could be a dangerous match because it's a spin the wheel type of thing. But he okay. says, I could take the pain. Can you? You know, because it, it shows him getting the tattoo. So it's just you okay. know, kind of a testament of like, I, okay. I could take pain. No problem. 
Uh, but yeah, man, this brings us to the main event. Dang, so he, so you're saying he, he tattooed Candice on on his on his uh, <laughs> maybe on his neck? <laughs> maybe he's letting them know, hey, yeah. or he got he got a he got a Cody tattoo. Maybe, maybe. He's like, I'm the one only one that does the reckoning around here. <laughs> maybe he's got the little black light, so you know, it helped Candice sneak into the after party later without ah. Gargano knowing. You know, what I mean, go to, go to special tattoo. Go to key card, girl. Don't even trick. Exactly, man. Don't even uh, trip. But yeah, this brings us to so it's Braydown Brawlers again. They're stepping in to challenge the. Uh, Reigning champs, which is Brazango. Um, right away, I got to say, Breeze uncharacteristically rams Birch's leg into the ring post. Uh, Fandango comes in and uncharacteristically whips Lark- Lorkin pretty hard into the corner. It's like crazy because it's like they're being very aggressive, mm. you know? And I don't know if it's heel aggressive or just knowing they're the one-two punch, if that makes sense. you know, Like but they got to get on them before they start to get some momentum. It, that's what it seems like for sure. Uh, Brandon Brawler, they hit a uh, atomic drop snap headbutt combo to Fandango. Uh, and at one point, Lorkin goes, you know, he likes to hit those uh, topes and all that goes, you know, tries to do an outside dive. But he gets hit with a enziguri from Breeze on the outside. And then Birch just kind of dumps him over the barricade. Mm. It was just like, yo, where'd he go? <laughs> you know what I mean? At this point, Fandango, he gets control. He hits Birch with a uh, Falcon Arrow clean. Follows up. Last dance clean. Only gets two. Damn. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Britam Brawlers. Got they both lock- the moves in. Huh? Exactly. You know, uh, Britam, uh, I keep. I, he beat Jericho you know, with that, you know? He did. He he, <laughs> he, he did on WrestleMania. Just the saying. grandest stage of them all. The granddaddy. But uh, one-two punch, I'll just say. They they lock in their uh, cross-face single crab combo, but the ref waves it off because, you know, you know one of them's not legal. Uh, but Birch, uh, the governor, does hit the Tower of London in pins, but uh, Fandango's able to blitz the pin. You know how they do that whole thing. Yeah. Uh, Bulldog their way in and all that. Exactly. So uh, this is where it breaks down right here, man. Brazongo, they uh, – Hit the stereo super kicks uh, to the one-two punch. Fandango goes up top to, uh, you know, probably come down with the the leg drop. The ref is not really in position because at this point, a hooded slash masked figure shows up out of nowhere on top of the apron and shoves Fandango down to the floor behind the ref's back. Uh, The hooded figure then hides under the apron and Breeze is going nuts, like trying to tell the referee what just happened. So the ref turns around to look outside for whoever Breeze is looking for and gets low blowed legit by Birch. And uh, the ref did not see that at all exactly. And then uh, he turns around into the elevated DDT for the win. We have brand new tag team champions. Man, we were just weren't we just punch. talking about them needing to get some straps or needing to something? Because remember, I said it looked like they may have been close to maybe breaking up. Yeah, or one of them turning heel or something. Yeah, and damn, okay. And I'll tell you that that's why I thought it was very key how they presented this. Like I said, the uncharacteristics of. The ramming of the leg from Brazongo and the so that, that was a story it, in itself. Yeah, yeah, it made it sound like look like they were going to do it since they were like, oh, we kind of got the night off. We we were trying to go this hard with undisputed era, but yeah. now we can just you know what I mean just kind of steamroll these Damn, guys. Okay. So post match, uh, you see the hooded uh, and mass figures in the ring now. He's hugging the Britain brawlers, raising their hands in celebration, and you know I'm gonna say I thought low key because the way the person was walking. It, I thought it was Ridge Holland. I thought he was like, are they still going to use him injured? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it was just weird because it's just so weird, I guess, like how this breaks down. Because the guy hugs him, raises their hand, and then he reveals himself to be Pat Mack. Who, without- Wait, yeah, I saw he- – 
I knew that much because mm-hmm. I saw the picture of him. I couldn't, and it looked it looked like Oni, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, but I was like, I don't. I still had no context of what what mm-hmm. it was about. But yeah, I mean, so I knew that. I mean, it obviously would have been probably a bigger shock had I not already known about that. But yeah, it is kind of well, weird that they're bringing him back. Yeah, and he seems to be very much in line with with Brit Am because he audibly no mic because he's loudmouth. It's, I introduce to you the new tag team champions, you know, the Brit Ambrose. All, all the, and then, all and then, the Ballyhoo behind yeah, it. And, and then shit, he does yeah. just like the corniest, and that's undisputed. You know, it just starts, you know, just oh, being wow. a douche about it. So it's like, what? So he beat you and now you're mad? It's weird because, you know, it's like apparently this is the guy who paid off Ridge to take out. Well, Adam remember, Cole. remember, I joked about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but then I, I started think thinking, like, like, whoa. That's not – I was thinking it's a shame we didn't get to see these four. Pat, Mac, and Ridge Holland are like – they got the rugby football background. They kind they have a similar look. Makes sense why they would kind of be around each other. Then you got Britt Ambrose who just haven't been doing anything. And, I mean, and we and you said – you got Pat and Orkin from Boston, and you got the governor and Ridge from, from – Oh, you know true. What I mean? So there's, there's some synergy there's, there, there. There's, there's cross synergy there, yeah. Exactly. So – I thought like that could have been a cool little but, but not, not, stable, not, but not not that he no. he, he hurt. Oh boy, so. exactly. But well, he, basically, he the show him, ends man. with him standing tall with his new friends, and that's that I was mean, NXT. I mean, I guess it, it makes you look at one two a little bit more. I mean, not that I didn't. But I always was a fan of theirs. Yeah, I just felt like they were always getting the shaft as far as not at least getting the title once and just always making guys look good. Oh yeah, but I, I mean, um, when that low blow came, bro, it and, was legit. Like. Whoa! Like where's this Something's from? happening here. Yeah, because ah. even when they were like, "Why don't you use one of us?" It wasn't obvious. No, it was not obvious. It, it time. was. It was to me because, like I said, I thought Oni was part of it before yeah. I saw the context. And when I saw it was them, I would have thought only, I was only like, not hmm. both of them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was. It, it was. Uh, it's definitely different, but it's not bad. Different. Yeah, it's. It just shows again that they finally are putting some focus on guys that. You know, need some direction. Yeah. So, and if not forced by the circumstances of whatever, you know, what roster yeah. they got, but still. Because I, I thought it was good TV. But because it could have been, when you think about it, though, mm-hmm. when you pay a hitman, sometimes you got to tie up that dude, that the loose end. Yeah, that's very so true. So they that could be a reason why he's like, yeah, I did give that guy a Mercedes Benz, but they took out that guy so I wouldn't have to worry about that greenhorn, you know, freaking running his mouth. Yeah. So that's true. You know See, what I mean? That, that's okay. I, I like that. Cause that's, that's the only thing I think I got uh, a hurdle with is how can all four of them kind of be on the same page when they were just, brawling, I was thinking that too. Yeah. You know? And I, and I think I mentioned last episode, the weirdness of rich Holland having one foot in the undisputed era hallway. And then he's like, got this weird thing with Brit and brawlers. And yeah. Yet both teams had to face each other to figure out who's going to be the number one contenders for the tag titles. And it's like so many different, you know, ways it's connected with Brit and, then, and undisputed and, and then Ridge in the middle, Adam right? and Pat. Yep. Um, cause he can't take his, I just remember he said, I'm going to whoop that ass, baby. Yeah, love that. <laughs> well, he didn't. I added the baby. Yeah, the only thing I took I'll, liberties. I'll say this I took is liberties. I, I thought you'd be, and maybe you got to rewatch it, but I don't know if I like exactly seeing that, oh, so Pat Mack was just able to take out 
Roddy and Bobby in one night? Like, who's this dude? No, or no, no. is it I just think, gonna be you I, were just here to wear the mask and show up at the end? I think and so. And Brit M did all the okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm that, thinking that's Brit M that that's beating. Yeah, because if up. they say it's Pat, I'm gonna be like, bro, no, no. I mean, <laughs> no way. He's like, well, he he kicked him. He kicked all of them. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean? like, like, like I kicked him right in the back of the leg, and mm-hmm. then but with Roddy, I caught him head on, so he's unconscious. Yeah, you know like, what I mean. Nah. So, um, but yeah, I, I said that's a hell of a. Uh, ending for an NXT to be honest especially you know they got the uh Halloween Havoc show next yeah. uh next Wednesday so this uh kind of more or less was a go home right like yeah in eh, a sense and eh. it's it's just crazy because like yeah I mean all the match announcements were like you said it's gonna be Halloween Havoc and yeah this was a both both shows had crazy uh tag team main events that ended with a masked or hooded figure. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? and I noticed yeah. that, but it, it was good drama. Both were presented pretty well, you know what I mean? So um, I would say I think Dynamite kind of had a little bit more uh, in the punch this week in terms, like you said, of developments and moving the chess pieces. But NXT still, I still think they knocked it, if not out the park, it was a double. Yeah, the, the, you know I mean, I mean uh, you know. Or a triple, I should say. I thought the, you know, we, we were even talking last week saying, oh, another six man with the Legato Del Fantasma. But yeah. it was great, you know. Mm-hmm. And then we had the triple threat match. We, we didn't know we were going to get to open up the, uh, the night. Yeah. That was also That was a delightful well. surprise. Yeah. Um, you know. What not a not too lengthy of a promo from the Garganos, mm-hmm. you know, nice and safe. Yeah. Um, you know, we got a little bit more depth than what Austin Theory and what direction mm-hmm. he's going in. And yeah, then, all you know. verbiage was short and sweet and, and and meaningful this week for sure for NXT. Yeah, so. I, I I'd say they. I think both shows equally had a pretty good pretty mm-hmm. uh, good show development wise. I think the only thing that was fell a little to the wayside would be the Zia Lee stuff, but you know, especially yeah. when you convoluted with the Raquel Gonzalez. And I stuff, think it's but... always the placement. I think like it's hard yeah. to care about Zia Lee because I feel like the second hour is meant to feel like you're climaxing to the main event. So when yeah, you put you it right get before to that the main fifth event, gear, yeah, yeah, it's like yo, what, why is it? Why do I have to get past this to get to Which what is, I really want to see? That's like, how they book pay per views too. It'd yeah, be like. I, like it's it's, it's, it's it feels like the cool off, but yeah, they I, try to pacify the uh, the the huge build from the match yeah. before. But it's highly if that match was second on the card, it, it would make me think yeah. look at it more. Yeah, you could have put Ember Moon in that spot, and it would have yeah. been at least it would have made sense. Because at that point, I go, this is going to be a five minute match. Because look who's involved. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? When's the last time they've they've had anything longer? Yeah. Right. So see, but that now that reminds me on the other side. Like I probably would have had Kenny versus Sunny open up. Or, or no, no, I'm sorry. I probably would have had uh, Penta and Phoenix open up instead of uh, uh, Jungle Wardlow Boy and Wardlow. Jungle yeah, yeah. Probably, even though, even though yeah. I still enjoyed both matches, I think like that match was like a really good match that they could have opened up with. Yeah, for sure. I think the only reason it worked is because in Eddie's promo, he also said, you know, my my boys, they're best friends, they're brothers. They about to tear it up right now, right? At, like right right after I'm done with this. So he kind of had a good way to intro it. And and they, it, but I mean, if they, he didn't they, do that, I agree with you. Maybe they could have swapped them. They could have introed the show with the off air footage mm-hmm. into the Eddie promo like they did. Yeah, yeah. Which would have introed the match like they did. They could have just moved that yeah, entire. They, yeah. Segment and that, right. to the front. yeah, that so, would have made more sense. But you know, again, it was all good. I digress. But no, both good shows. Um, yeah. you know, also worth noting, uh, we do got Hell in a Cell going down this Hi-yak. Sunday, man. Um, but you know, look, I even double checked while you was talking. There's only four matches announced, uh. and the fourth one that that the most recent, which is Elias and Jeff Hardy, that one's not even you know, it's a singles match. No I, I'm not really, not that I'm not interested. You know, Elias had a hell of a concert on Monday. If you guys didn't yeah. check it out, um, but. I think it'd be just much better because we watched the show for one purpose, and that's yeah. for the Hell in a Cell matches. So with there being three featured, 
you know, Bailey versus Sasha Banks for the yep. SmackDown Women's Championship. Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso, Hell in a Cell, I quit match for the uh, Universal Championship. And then also Drew McIntyre defending the WWE Championship against the Viper Randy Orton. I think we should just keep it cool off those three. Yeah. I'm I mean, you know, right we, we even got to put the belt on the line. I know we were trying to get yeah, uh, McFly to come through. Yeah, let's wait for um, full gear on that one. I think that would yeah, be I much think that'd fun. Be, yeah, I think that would be pretty, pretty, uh, yeah, we got a fuller card on that yeah. one. So. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, um, I'm going to say. Which we want to kick off with, son. I'm going to say Drew's going to be Randy. And I know this is probably, mm-hmm. you know, I would I would be a fool because people would probably think by this time the amount of length they've stretched this feud out that Randy would finally get this. But then the thing is they don't have a lot of faces outside of Drew. I know, what they, I know what they call that. It's the 3MB curse. Man. Because the last time this happened to Orton, he lost like four or five straight. To Jinder? To Jinder Mahal. Yeah, straight up, too. Yeah, straight up. And he dropped the belt to Jinder Mahal. Yeah, he That's did. the difference. So, yeah. uh, made the dude. You know what I mean? Um, I'm going to go Randy. Um, I, I hear you, but I feel like you got Keith Lee. You got some of these new draft picks coming over. Well, Maybe even, Matt Riddle. I was going to say, Matt Riddle is probably the only other one. I mean, but they, they clearly want to keep some of these guys in the mid-card. Yeah. I mean, because outside of Matt Riddle, I mean, AJ Styles, is, I mean, well, he's a heel. Because I was going to say, it seems like there's more on the heel side for, mm-hmm. I mean, you got The Fiend who just came. You know what I mean? You got mm-hmm. you got AJ Styles who just came back over. Well, Fiend which, versus Randy. I mean, you that, got Sheamus. Right there. Sheamus versus Drew wouldn't be bad either. I mean, you got you know, the whole, I want to say United Nations thing, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, very true. Um, But I would say if, I don't know if Fiend is considered yeah, no, he's a more face, of a, right? Well, I mean, that's the thing is like. It's weird because like they they make it seem like he's he's they they treat him like a heel, but then he had the whole situation with Andrade and and, and yeah. uh, uh, Zelina Zelina thank you heels yeah yeah exactly so but then then they had the whole thing with Retribution and then Hurt Business which they keep flip flip flopping every time they're in the same room together so yeah. um but yeah I, I'm 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 gonna go Drew I think he's had a a, a pretty good year so far as champ um, I think. It'd be good to see him against finally someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that you know Randy's not good enough to win. Or adequate, yeah. No. You know what I mean? Of course not. I mean he's obviously what fourteen in, thirteen and, in. And you, like you said, um, you, he's got some. He's got some guys he could work with. He could either work with Fiend. Uh, uh, or Fiend could either work with Drew as a heel or work against Randy as a face. I was thinking the same thing. And I thing, think that yeah. story already writes itself. He's made a thing about I want to rewrite history or correct or right some wrongs from the past so yeah that that i mean that Him match, and randy yeah, yeah that's even for sure i don't remember who was it randy who won that match i think randy did but you know that whole yeah. wrestlemania thing with yeah the weird with the projector, ass projector yeah. yeah um but yeah i'm gonna go uh drew on that one i'm gonna go randy um i'm going to go for sasha banks Same. to win the smackdown uh women's championship you know why because it's boss time oh god in, okay. yeah, yeah, I'll stop. But I wouldn't be mad if Bailey wins. She's been going what almost three three hundred days. She's already broke the the yeah. She's over three hundred. I think she's the longest reigning SmackDown champ right now. Um, hmm. I just think, you know, Banks just needs it. She had Raw dropped it so. You know what I mean? And people, I get people go, well, that's just what happens with Banks, but it's clearly hurting her stocks, and she's come back as the blueprint. 
it's been start stop. She's been like uh, sidekick uh, status for yeah, a while, you know. And yeah. I just feel like with the new song and everything, and I love everything she's yes, done yes, with, with 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 uh, <laughs> with, with <laughs> Bailey though. Don't get me wrong, yeah, the yeah. golden role models was, was definitely it, something it, that needed it, to happen. It helped Bailey grow as a character too, heel wise as well. Definitely. Knock knock, who's there? Yeah. All de- that, oh yeah. my gosh. Ding uh, dong, ding dong. Yeah. And I love the know your role models was the yeah. play on the rock shirt yeah, and the like way it. they were trolling all all these people on Twitter. It was it was great, you know. But besides that, that's not a lot of payoff for Sasha. So I think she needs something to hit the reset button to break that stigma of no, I can't hold the belt longer than the one month I get to hold it. Or especially the, the, when she's come, you know, she got pilmanized too. Yeah, and honestly, I I just think there's an opportunity right now with the the women that are showcasing. Um, you know, I mean, you can get is Banks still on SmackDown? Banks is still on SmackDown. You could bank on that. I'd mm-hmm. say. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, what her versus like Bianca Belair? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, I mean, there's a few other. Uh, I'm trying to remember who else. Who else got traded over there to SmackDown? I mean, they still have a lot of women that they aren't, aren't being used. Yeah. Oh, uh, Billy Kay just got traded to SmackDown. I w- I was just thinking uh, Sasha versus Peyton would be dope. I think Peyton's on Raw, but like, just you know, I mean, you talk about oh, the, running back. the White Squad's on SmackDown as well. Oh, too. there you go. So I'm talking about like running back some NXT rivalries, baby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I, I would have loved to see, you know, obviously with Ember and NXT now, we won't see a whole lot of that, but could have seen her, you know, against Bailey. Yeah, that against, would be dope. Uh, I mean, because I could even see Bianca Belair against Bailey if she wins, but of course, well, you I'm know still what? going for Sasha. Let me rephrase, though. I will say this as a statement. I do, I enjoy NXT runbacks, you know what I mean? Like when you run, run it back, but a lot of times when they're on main roster, it's nowhere close to what it was for yeah. NXT. Yeah, I, I mean, hopefully just, they'll, 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 you know, the chains are off. Yeah, in we'll the cell in the cell match. Yeah, and I just hope Sasha. I'll I'll end it with this. The last time we said Sasha in a hell in the cell match, she was. I don't want to say she wasn't taken care of, but she was bouncing off of tables. You know what I mean? So yeah, and I, I don't know if those tables just weren't gimmicked or what. Or she dude. was just too light, or I don't. Which I don't is, know. To, I mean, I'm not going to shame you, girl, for being too yeah. light. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just maybe not go for those spots this time. Yeah, I, you mean, I mean, you know, maybe they thought, oh, Charlotte's taller and I was more say, powerful. I w- she could just throw her through this shit. I low key would like, think God, Charlotte dude. is stronger than Bailey, but maybe that's just me thinking her legacy. <laughs> I, I think I think Bailey might it might work. For Bailey, you know, she got that rump, so she got a better yeah, center of yeah, gravity. You know what I mean? That's very true. So you know, it's like just it's full. all in you know the hips. There, boom, right there. All in the um, hips. And the last uh, Hell in a Cell match that's mm-hmm. up for grabs, uh, so to speak, is for the highest stakes in professional wrestling, as they say. Mm-hmm. None higher. Um, it is the Tribal Chief, the reigning. Call me sire. I'm sorry, the reigning and defending uh, Universal Champion Roman Reigns taking on his cousin. Jay Uso in an I Quit match inside of a Hell in a Cell. I'm like, oh, it's an I Quit match yeah. inside of a Hell in a Cell. And I'm like, y'all trying to get y'all trying to get on the Rock's level double time or or, or Mick Foley's level double time two and one kill kill with one stone, I guess. I mean, I'm going um, Reigns, but I just yeah. I, I guess I'm trying to figure out. It's not about if Reigns wins versus what he does in this match. Yeah, or I mean, after the match, yeah, because he keeps talking about that. There's these severe consequences after this, you know. And, you know, one of the things that we had joked about, but we're like, maybe it could be real, is maybe he kicks him out the family. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or, you know, we joked like, oh, yeah, he has to get his tattoos removed. Yeah, I love that. That was a good episode, for <laughs> you know? sure, like on some Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, no, like, I, I but think, something significant like that, right? Yeah, like, I mean, it makes sense. One of them are going to have to be see, it made an example of so that it makes everyone else, if, yeah, I keep hearing this is, this is leading to a heel faction for Reigns, but as long as everyone falls in line. 
So see, I feel like that's that's might be what we get. That see, and Mac Lowe had said maybe he like he he gets like pretty much his spirit taken from him, and he like pretty much follows him mm-hmm. as like a henchman. Yeah, you know because he's like Dude, he took his pride. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, which it could tie in with that, you know. Yeah. Another, another thing that you got uh, people in the back trying to give him shit, and then he brawls he just, with them because he, he's short, short fused about dad, it. I mean, you know? he, he, dad, and he just has to kind of take it. You know, he can't yeah. speak ill. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not untrue. Um, you know, like like his Jimmy, like what are you doing, Ooze? Yeah, like, you know. And he's but like, I think once I gotta do what I gotta do, Ooze. You should have thrown the toe, Ooze. Like, yeah, like because I could even see if they didn't cut their hair, mm-hmm. it could have been symbolic. You like they shaved their hair off. Because you know that they're that yeah. they're real serious about that hair. Yeah, yeah. You know what that, I mean? That's really good. Yeah, because that's like, like losing their mane. You know what I mean? Gonna, yeah. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, that's that's good, man. Very good, good visuals right there. Yeah, I mean, I I I could see it being at at least a lot of what you said, Mac Lowe said from the Flow Show, him getting kicked out of the family, tribal and, chief and, just and, catching scalps, bro. Uh, yeah, and just maybe <laughs> he can get back in the family because that's all J- Jay's got. While Jimmy's on the shelf is True. his family, so yeah. maybe he has to it, do it his turns, bidding, yeah. yeah. And maybe it turns into a can't beat him, join him. I submit you, uh, and, and I concede. You are my tribal chief, it, and and that's the example being made. Like you know, it could really about. be like uh, and it, a real, obviously more advanced and more more with the theatrics and emotion involved. Like how JBL had Shawn Michaels, who he yeah. was saying held him up was you know for this money yeah, he loaned yeah. him. You got to work this off, but there's more bloodline involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. I, I could see that really, really In culture. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I could see like him having to earn his way back in the family by like having him like run in matches or help him win. Mm-hmm. Not that he needs him to, but you know, do certain things. Yeah, you know what I mean. That a tribal chief will ask of him. Yeah, for sure, of his know? staff, of his soldiers. Because he's definitely gonna. I think at the end of the day, he's definitely gonna have to make him. You know, an example. Pay homage, yeah, for sure. So, but so that no one else tries it. Pay these tides. But so I, I really think this is going to lead to uh, some maybe a, a Samoa Joe return down the line. I'm hoping something like that because I mean, people were saying so. Are they, are they going to have a tribal queen with with Naya? Is she going to? Because I was thinking, you know, you got you got Naomi on on Raw now with mm-hmm. with with Naya. Uh, but now you could also float on both shows with her being the woman's uh, tag oh, team champion. So yeah, there's yeah. that. Um, I mean, then again, people are hoping Naomi is going to be, you know, a candidate for the hurt business, which that'd be yeah, dope. Yeah, a lot of people, especially when that. you got Retribution, who got five members. Yeah, you know, and they need mm-hmm. a fifth. And yeah, it being yeah, that that a would woman, be, you know. So yes, yeah, but you got Survivor Series coming up. That makes a lot of sense. So yeah, I, yeah, you know what I mean. But uh, but yeah, that's uh, like I said, we. Other than that, it's just Elias and Jeff Hardy, which I would hope Elias would win his first match back. But I mean, yeah, it's I would say that would but, say the same. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the predictions for uh, Hell in a Cell thus far. Again, you know, probably by uh, tonight, uh, you know, after this episode airs, we'll probably get some more yeah. stuff on SmackDown with it being on Sunday. I would hope, but um, yeah, I mean, that was a show. I want to thank you guys for listening again. Uh, we're gonna keep doing this, man, on a weekly basis. Keep giving you guys the best quality reviews, the best laughs, the best inside jokes. We know we do what we do. I am Quincy Jones. Go. Feel free to follow us on the show on social media everywhere. That'll be uh, the Quincy Jones Show on Instagram, Quincy Jones Show on on uh, Facebook as well as Twitter. Feel free to email us if you guys are a sponsor interested in being on the show or maybe a guest being on the show or if you guys are interested in copying an official KJS T-shirt, man. Only 10 bucks. Holler at us, the Quincy Jones Show at gmail.com. And don't be afraid to follow us also and subscribe 
anywhere you get your podcast, man. That's going to be iTunes. That's going to be Spotify, our heart radio, Amazon. Um, and we're officially on the true 100, uh, radio network yeah. as well. So check us out, man. Uh, shout out to Jamal. Uh, and you know, they're still taking admissions for any shows, DJs that are maybe interested in joining the network. So make sure you follow true 100 radio yeah. on, uh, uh, social media as well. And don't forget to follow, uh, storyline T's underscore LLC took a minor setback, but it's not going to be, uh, anything that's going to be affecting the comeback. I'll let you guys know more about that. Uh, we might have to have them on the show, man, and tell their story. But, uh, again, storyline. Line T's hit them up actually on social media. Uh, let's just say they got a little bit of a C and D uh, little situation from Stanford. Mm-hmm. But if you guys are interested in their stuff, hit them up on the low social media, man. Again, I told y'all where to follow them, but I'm gonna tell you where to go to get grade A quality music, yeah. and that's from the one and only hip hop hybrid in existence, Doc Lesnar. Don't let me hold you. Hey, hey, please don't. You guys already know. I tell you every single week. I bark, I holler, I try to offer you the best free music, you the do. best sample. It's going out today, man. Y'all already know what it is. Doc Lesnar, Hip Hop Hybrid. You heard my brother, my cohort, let you know. The only one in existence in the world of pro wrestling and hip hop, underground or mainstream. Go ahead and check me out on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music. Check me on Google Play. Check me on Facebook, IG. Check me on TikTok. You can find my music anywhere from Tidal to, to, to Amazon. Everywhere that you stream your favorite artists, check me out. D-O-C, even social media, man. Even social media, yeah. man. D-O-C-L-E-S-N-A-R. Search and you will not be disappointed. Pointing. In the meantime, follow yours truly at Doc Lester on IG, at Doc underscore KJS pod on IG. Follow me on Facebook at I'm Doc Lesnar and on Twitter as well at the same very address. And man, there's not really much else to tell them, but I got three words for you. Top guys out. out.